10 to 1, episode 109. The top 10 movies pre-1960. Nailed it. I don't think so. <laughs> what do you mean? That's, that was the exact line. I felt so no, proud of you. Movies pre-1960. Yeah, top 10 movies pre But I know it's top 10. The episode. No, that's what no, he said. Yeah, he said say top 10. Yeah, we follow the instruction. <laughs> we don't put top ten in the title, but we do say it uh, at the beginning. So yeah, if you listened, you would know. It's a little inside baseball. <laughs> I, play back the tape because I could have sworn you told me to say top ten. I did. I did. No, that is what we do. Yeah, they do. See, yeah. I'm right. I'm just shaking my head. All right, that was, that was good. Uh, okay, uh, all right. For the silence thing. I don't. Do we have to pause? For <laughs> Yes, pause for silence. <laughs> I think it's just like it takes it out of its there. I, I don't think they're looking for us to do it. Yeah, he said pause. You didn't listen to any of the pre-instructions. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, we're going to talk now. You guys can just uh, no, just just pause until, until we introduce you. All right. Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> Pausing. This is all going at the end of the episode. So this is all fine. <laughs> <We're> try- <laughs> okay. I think this is getting out of control. Okay. I'm not comfortable. So, so another thing you is, you guys we- cannot stay quiet, can you? Well, it's just right, we sorry. were quiet for a long sorry. time, and nothing <laughs> happened. That was like three seconds. We we alternate, and so I'm trying to figure out who's supposed to go first this time. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't prep this. He's getting lost in the details. I don't think it matters. Okay, okay. Well, go ahead and okay. start. Welcome to 10 to 1. Podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Alyssa Kozer. And I am Brian Kozer. And after 105 episodes of our show, and oh, it's got to be like 250 episodes of the Sci-Fi Christian, we finally doing a crossover episode. Welcome That's to the right. show, Matt and Ben. Don't talk yet. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can talk now. It's okay to talk. Well, oh, this is so awesome. Well, Hi, everybody. <laughs> I know, I was supposed to be quiet. I'm sorry. Go ahead, introduce <laughs> us again. Shut your mouth until they <laughs> say your name. We'll do better this time. Uh, welcome, Matt. Welcome, Ben. Finally getting our crossover episode in. Hello. Hello. We're proud to be here. Yes. Uh, this is one of the favorite podcasts I've ever listened to. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Why are you saying that like that? Well, I've only listened to a very small handful yeah. of podcasts. Yeah. I don't actually listen to podcasts, but I did listen to uh, an episode of 10 to 1. Yeah, episode 3. Yeah, that was the best episode. Huh, did you guys well, never listen to our road trip episode? I did. I listened. <laughs> Just, no, no, I, we were there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's fair. I don't listen to episodes that I was there for. That's, that's my rule. I, yeah, I don't either. Everybody, check out episode 79 featuring... Matt Anderson, Ben DeBono of the Sci-Fi Christian Podcast, where we were visited by the Cozers in our beautiful state, Minnesota. Oh, man. You know what are I just realized? coming back this year? Uh, no. No, we are oh. taking a trip to uh, Colorado, taking a trip to... South Carolina. Carolinas. Yeah. We already had a trip to Louisiana. We're going to have Those to stop. Those are not in the same direction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to make a few trips and then... Uh, we, well, baby we were in August, both looking so. forward to your trip up here this year, but I guess, Matt. I guess we'll have to go to Alabama. Yeah, I mean, that's, hey, that's how we usually do it is alternating. 
I think that's fair. Oh, uh, that's not how I'd like to do friendships. But <laughs> there's one. Alabama, for example, they have Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I love Chick-fil-A. They Wait. don't have that uh, in Minnesota? I, oh, I, do have, I just really like it. Okay. 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 Yeah, that's true. We have like three. Yeah, yeah, they have Mobile. Uh-huh. Just sit. Uh, do you say Mobile or Mobile? It's Mobile. Mobile. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And then, oh, they have the Gulf. Gulf Shores. Yeah, it's they true. can't really Some claim the beaches. Gulf. What did you say, Brian? Some nice beaches. Uh, yeah. Those are more in Florida, though. So, um, okay. Hmm. Yeah, anyway, so uh, what I just realized uh, was that I don't listen to our episodes again either, but I'm going to have to listen to this one again if you guys end up posting it in your feed uh, when I eventually get there in my uh, sfc.blue re-listening project. Oh my gosh, project. my, my we favorite website. My favorite website on the entire internet. Well, yeah, awesome. it's, a, well, it's the only website that's about us that's not written by us so eventually like you just mentioned we're going to cross over so for yeah. the future sci-fi christian listeners that are hearing this where how far tell them maybe refresh their memories on what it is and then tell them how far you are in the process cool uh so uh this is the project that i started at the beginning of last year where i'm listening to all your guys episodes and taking notes of whatever i find interesting along the way it was supposed to be just really brief notes and kind of Became a little bit more than that, uh, but uh, we're still, uh, I think I sh- should still, uh, I'm still making good progress. I'm up to uh, episode 166, and I uh, just actually posted an update a couple hours ago so that I could say that when we recorded. Um, I've slowed down posting uh, stuff a little bit, but I haven't slowed down listening. So there's like uh, 30 episodes worth of notes I have. Uh, I just haven't got around to posting so um but yep uh uh, most recent one i haven't loaded up here you have a host rating Uh (laughs) what's happening there no 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 no. that's for what we rated man of steel okay good i was like what's happening (laughs) 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 i just i just clicked on 166 just now yeah and i see host rating i was like wait what (laughs) i'm seeing a lot of skip recommendations here brian I'm not going <laughs> to talk about that. Sure, we can talk about that. This is great. I mean, we need somebody to be going through this process for us. Just I'm scrolling back through and I haven't seen a single non-skip yet. This I've episode skip way too long for a few interesting parts. That's probably <laughs> true. That's probably that surprises our first three years. Yeah. So, you, guys, you guys are really pumping them out in uh, season three. So there's, there's a lot of good we, ones in there. I think that was our most prolific Oh, year. I found a... I, Which one did he like? Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey oh, review. No. That's that's my first viewing of it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, the live blog is gold. So, well well done, guys. <sighs> so, tell so, us, do you mind if I ask you a question? How did you come yeah, up with this particular topic for us to be on? Yeah, what about yeah. us screamed movies pre-1960? Well, oh, I don't think it's about us. Yeah. <laughs> mostly about me. Yeah, before, okay, oh, so okay. right before we get to that, let me do real quick. Uh, so, uh, just for our listeners, I think we, we've brought you guys up enough that, uh, our listeners are at least, uh, familiar with your podcast or, or have heard of it, but, uh, just real quick. Uh, so we, uh, so I think I found you guys on Reddit. I think somebody posted, uh, your podcast on a podcast recommendations thread. So I started listening, uh, to that on my, uh, walk commutes 
and then I uh, eventually went back and listened to um, all the episodes that I thought looked interesting. Uh, start, we both started interacting with you guys on Facebook. Um, let's see, I, uh, I left a voicemail. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but I left a voicemail and I did impressions of you guys. And, I do. Uh, I, I remember that. I think I, yeah. I thought you nailed Ben. <laughs> I don't remember this yeah, at all. That's right. And well, Ben has a more distinctive voice, so I couldn't, I couldn't do Matt. I'm not very good at impressions. So it was, uh, I, I just kind of did my own voice, I think for Matt. So <laughs> sorry, Matt. Uh, it's more of a, it's, it's more holistic than that. You have to, you have to embody this. Yeah terrifying uh level of optimism about (laughs) no way to deserve it yeah i I opened my eyes really wide but you can't really see that necessarily um so he doesn't actually do that but i know what you mean (laughs) i i see here from i keep all sorts of emails and you first liked the sci-fi christian on facebook on january 9th 2015 wow you gotta clear out your inbox (laughs) <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with the fact that you're keeping those records. I, I, yes, I, I know all sorts of things about our listeners. That's not that's, great. That's that's interesting. So when I uh, when I delete my Facebook account this year, you'll still have uh, that record. Yeah, I'll, I'll know it. So, yep, very good. Wait, are you in your Facebook account this year? Yeah, probably. So. Yeah, teach Facebook a lesson. Yeah, that's right. Um. So anyway, yeah. So was it me that came up with this episode, or was that? Did I you think guys, it was them. I think I know we kind of all collaborated, and it was like a year ago we first started talking about it. So, uh, right, I, I think there was some discussion about when the year cutoff was going to be because I know Matt wanted yeah. to get it all the way up to like 1990. No, I wanted to keep the <laughs> 60s. so I wanted to do everything from the 60s backwards because I wanted to include the 1966 Batman mm-hmm. movie. Well, and like that, Lawrence of Arabia yeah. just missed. Uh, right. The cutoff, and and it was kind of a shame, you know. There were some really great movies put out in the '60s. Yeah, that's true. But I think the point was to get past pop culture, and Matt was going to. He was looking for loopholes <laughs> to make this episode easier for himself. And guess what? There are no more loopholes. The loopholes are closed. You know, <laughs> it's true though. I it was a little bit tough for me because I have not seen a tremendous amount of movies pre 1960 mm-hmm. more. Since I started the podcast, but you know, we I have my favorite list, which was easier to come up with. My least favorite top ten. No, you're uh, just supposed to do one. No, that, one least favorite. Oh, like our least favorite period, like yeah. one least favorite movie. Yep. Okay, good. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's great news. <laughs> but yeah, I actually came up with a whole top ten, and that was tough. Oh, interesting. You'll have to you'll have to share that at the end. I've got so. a great least favorite one. So that one, that's good. Okay. Did you go? Did you, so Ben, I'm guessing you didn't, but Matt, did you go back and watch any movies in preparation for this list then? I did, sort of. He didn't. I did. That's fine. <laughs> I, we, I mean, we should talk about it when it comes up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so we uh, did watch a bunch. We rewatched some movies we'd seen a long time ago, and I think uh, there, there's a few from there that, that made it onto my list, um, and uh, Melissa, do you have... Anything you wanted to add about how you made your list, or? Uh, I forgot to select a least favorite. Oh, that's fine. You've, you've got time. Yeah. yeah. There's there's no shame in, in not doing your preparation. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly I've stopped preparing for most weeks of the podcast what? at this point. I didn't know that. 
100% true. It's 100% true? No, it's, it's 100% true that I stopped preparing for most weeks of the podcast. Not oh. for every week, but but quite a bit. Uh, I put a lot less time into this show than I used to. Life and, comes uh, up, right? Well, you know, it's just, even if it didn't. You just don't care anymore? <laughs> I just don't need to. What do you mean? Well, good enough where uh, no preparation oh, necessary. I see what you're saying. Right. Okay. You, you do the news and... I, I just bring my myself, and that's really what uh, what makes us makes us sing. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of, of singing, I wanted to get um, Matt's opinion. Well, I'll just get everybody's opinion on this. What What are your thoughts on the ethics of of somebody whistling at the office? <laughs> I mean, it's okay if it's quiet, I suppose, and it's uh, not no, no, bothering no, people. There's no way to quietly them. whistle, so there's no volume doesn't come into it. It's whistling binary on or off. It's uh, it's not something I would personally do, but I wouldn't think less of someone for doing it, I guess. It's a gray area. I would I mean, be against it. if you're it. in a cheerful mood. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do it like all the time or every day or something, yeah, you need to tone it down. I'd rather whistling than eating at the desk. With the- I told somebody <laughs> he was dead to me for whistling today, so that's how oh, I well. feel about it. Huh. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Mm, it, I was, mean, it was a harsh moment, but you know, you have headphones for you, ha- you have to uh, you have to come down hard on that bad behavior. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so how did you guys make your lists? Anything you want to <laughs> add for? Well, I, I do. I want to. I can say something yeah. that actually yeah. applies to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that applied. We were talking about uh, singing and and whistling naturally. No, we came- weren't talking about singing. <laughs> You brought up, you used singing in a sentence, and right, then yeah. it made you think of whistling. <laughs> All right, let me take it away. All right. All right, so, hi, everybody. This is back to the top ten. This is what I did. We use a website called Letterboxd, yep. which you can find at letterboxd.com, to track every movie we view. Uh, this Letterboxd uh, website has a stats page, so I was easily able to look up all the movies that I had seen that were released prior to 1960. From there, I just started ranking them and picking out my favorites. So that's why I said making the top 10 best was easy. But because I haven't seen a ton of movies prior to 1960, when I was trying to pick my least favorite, it was a little bit tough. I actually, like I said, I thought I had to do 10. I misread that email. And so (laughs) I have 10, the 10 worst movies I saw prior to 1960, but some of them I actually kind of like. But they happen to be <laughs> on the worst list because of the the lack of movies I've seen. How much overlap yeah. was there between your best list? Oh no, and- no, no overlap. <laughs> so, uh, and I do feel like my top ten. There are some movies that could be a little bit interchangeable, but mm-hmm. as of today, this is where I'm going to let, let them land. So I will say I, that for I, me, I, um, oh sorry, didn't mean to interrupt uh, you. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, so like. We we actually put in a fair bit of, of work into this. We watched a, a fair number of movies that we hadn't seen before, um, and some that I had seen that Brian hadn't, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a surprise. Usually, he's seen a lot more than I have, especially the the greater classics and stuff, but I guess we just watched older movies in my house and none of this newfangled <laughs> trash. And so... Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, one of the things that I appreciated about this list is that, uh, there were some, some really good ones that we had never seen before and, and they're going to be appearing on my list. Uh, there are some that are objectively much better than others. 
And they're at the bottom of my list, but they made it onto my list, which means they are a great movie. So just because they're not like mm-hmm. my number two or, or whatever, yeah, don't so feel these offended. Lists, these lists are definitely subjective. Yes. But- I feel like you're saying that for my benefit. <laughs> <laughs> you're hitting your bed. As we have often <laughs> talked between ourselves, Brian and I, uh, I'm kind of the Matt Anderson of our podcast and He's sort of the Ben Bono, and he'll he'll get all offended that something of high quality is not really uh, where it should be on my list. Makes or not good radio, at all, but makes good radio. I, I stand by my choices. Well, all right. I'm just proud that you're you're not scraping the bottle of the barrel like uh, like somebody in. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything uh, on my list deserves to be here. Well, that's good. Well, I have a feeling that's not going to be the case across the board. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, uh, a relatively good list. <laughs> I mean, from, yeah, I think it's pretty good. There. So I won't say which one, but I did just recently rewatch a movie in preparation for this episode mm-hmm. that I figured would be on the list, but I wanted to confirm. And I'm just looking through my list because I guess just in general, over since we've had months really to prepare, uh, we've been talking about doing this episode for, you know three, four, five months now. Mm-hmm. There were movies that I knew I'd want to get to eventually, and I was sort of fast-tracking them to make sure I reviewed them before right. this movie. Sometimes it was right. a first-time view, and sometimes it was a, a, first, or I mean a review. Reviewing? Second showing? Mm-hmm. I think you get the idea. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's interesting that uh, with so much time that's passed, there's probably not going to be any really bad movies that we've even seen, just because... People aren't going to be watching it 50 years later if it's... Uh, that's, that's also really when I was done. looking at the bad movies mm-hmm. uh, to pick one I didn't like. Uh, you do kind of realize Sturgeon's Law does work itself out mm-hmm. over time, right? For the 90% most part. of everything is crap. People stop watching the crap. So... For the most part. So yeah, no Marvel movies 60 years from now. <laughs> I, I am interested to know what will it be like. Are those going to be classics the way mm-hmm. Star Wars the classic, the original trilogy? I bet a few of them will. Hmm. That's my prediction. Yeah, nobody's going to be lining up to watch Thor the Dark World <laughs> now. <laughs> no, probably not. Okay, uh, so last thing before we actually get into the lists. Uh, how, uh, what crossovers do you guys think are going to be having anything be any uh, across the board or who do you think you'll have the most crossovers with? Oh, well, me and Melissa, it sounds like maybe, or I, I know for sure there's one on my list. That I'm almost certain will be on Ben's list. Okay. I don't think Ben and I will have very much crossover. Ben, what do you think? Well, I have higher standards than you <laughs> and I'm more cultured <laughs> and I have a broader experience to draw from. So I would say that, yeah, I, I don't see myself being too impressed with your choices. <laughs> All right. We'll see how it plays out. What about you guys? Who do you I... think you'll with the most? Well, I, yeah. you probably already said. I actually think I'll have the fewest crossovers with you, Matt. Uh, I've got three that I'm going to be shocked if they're not on Ben's list. Whoa. And, Uh-oh. Uh, and, I, and I'll be a little disappointed, frankly, because <laughs> um, these are genuinely good movies. Uh, but then... I think I'll have the most with Brian. Most crossover. Yeah, because you guys have been watching movies together, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that I think it's possible that there would be a movie. Uh, well, actually, let me look at my list. No, I don't think. No, probably not. Probably not a movie on, on all four of our lists. But I bet there will be at least one crossover between me and Matt and Melissa. And then... Uh, Probably two or three with Melissa. I think maybe there'll be one that'll be a four-way crossover. All right. Well, and just like Brian said, Ben, 
when I say the movie that's on your list and it's way further down the list, <laughs> you just have to wait until it's your turn. You can't say, I have that number one. <laughs> I'll, I'll just let you, I'll, I'll make a comment, but I won't give it away. Yeah, yeah, right. that's what we yeah. do. Yeah, play play cool. Right. Okay, so uh, we will go, uh, let's just go, yeah, we'll go youngest to oldest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We'll just go youngest to oldest. So Melissa, me, Ben, Matt, let's do that. Well, Matt's older? Yep. Matt's way older. Matt's like 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am 36. Ben, how old are you? I'm 33. All right. Yep. Just turned 30 a uh, couple weeks ago. And Melissa's still in her 20s. For a few huh. more months. Welcome to your 30s. Bro. <laughs> oh, thank you. That, no, I got to say I am enjoying my 30s. Yeah, I kind of, I told some people I kind of felt like I was already there, so maybe my age is yeah, just catching like, up. It's to, kind of like there. there's less expectations for you, mm. but you've also established yourself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You're just ready to settle in, start coasting through life a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I've often <laughs> thought that, nice. I usually thought that uh, Ben was older, and I think that comment just proves yeah, why. Yeah, I could see where you'd get that. I think people think that all the time. <laughs> right. Unless they... Hear us mention our ages. Right. Well, yeah, if they hear us mention our ages, that'd be a That's, dead giveaway. I remember when we first started the show, somebody <laughs> thought you were like an old man, and I was like, you were maybe a professor, and I was like one of your students. <laughs> that would make a good. We should, you know, if we were starting over, it would be fun to see how long we could keep that route. Just up. to play characters? Yeah. 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 Oh, the sad thing is, yeah. we kind of started out a little bit, not on purpose, but we sort of fell into roles sort of uh almost characters hmm. and then so ben created this really entertaining character who hates everything and is grumpy <laughs> to everybody and then something happened and in real life he became <laughs> a character. it's a twilight zone yeah oh, don't God. you think that's true a little bit like you, you I, he's been listening to the old episodes he knows what you used to be like well i was faking it a lot at the beginning to try and be <laughs> careful because you, you didn't want to turn people off but no uh, I, I mean my standards right. have gotten only higher right mm-hmm. and it's, that's only going to continue wow so you to refine refine your standards so this is our not what yeah we're season nine of the podcast yeah we're in season nine so i think i have at least maybe one more year in me at mm. this rate, oh, depending wow. on how, how I'm much not, I'm not done with you yet. How much grumpier <laughs> you get? <laughs> Let's just spend ten years, and then we can say that was a good run. Oh, we'll see. I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> All right, number ten. Yeah, let's do that. This is your show. Okay. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Matt. Thanks for getting us back on track. Yeah. All right, my number ten is one that I grew up watching, and um, it was you know it's a, a grown up movie, and and. We didn't mind watching it, um, but it wasn't till I watched it, well, for Brian's first time, of course, multiple rewatch for me, that I really appreciated it so much more, and that's The Bridge on the River Kwai. Mm. Uh, it's just terrific acting on the part of Alec Guinness. He, he really sold it, uh, and I think he's my, this is uh, his best movie that I've ever seen. And uh, I just like the plot. The The war feels very real. You can't help but admire the staunch defiance of the British uh, guy in charge as he uh, stands up to the Japanese leader and won't have his men go work. And then mm. seeing things change around. By the way, we're doing full spoilers about these movies. Oh, yeah. Um, all old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not a big deal. So, um... Just seeing things change after he's been 
uh, all locked up in that hot iron box for several days. Uh, and how you start to wonder, is it, did he go crazy in there? Uh, and, and, and what happened? Uh, it's just a really interesting movie. I agree completely, but we're not supposed to talk about things <laughs> till we get to them. So, next, I, what, can I say if I've seen it or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen it. Oh, okay, yeah, we know. We know. I, I don't know if you need to say that after everyone. You, I, I think it will be interesting for me in the future to hear what happened. I've been I telling you to watch point. this for years, and you haven't. It's a great movie. It's David Lean who did Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to see it. I'm right now trying to get through all of the movies starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. (laughs) So probably after that, I can get to this Uh, rich movie. Right. Uh, All right. I'm going to go ahead and register a public vote against the Rock On podcast or or whatever you call that one. Thank you. I'm offended. Sorry, I'm going to throw that out there. I don't don't know if you got my my email or not. You wouldn't meet it. What was your condition? I can't say this is a family show. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) All right, my cool. number 10, The Bridge on the River Kwai. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yep. Uh, so my number 10 is, uh, I guess not a, I don't know that I would claim for it to be a, a great movie, but I really like it. Uh, it's one I did see as a kid and uh, didn't appreciate, and then we watched it again uh, recently when we were watching movies for the podcast. And uh, it's got some of my favorite actors, and uh, it's a uh, fun comedy. It's The Philadelphia Story. Uh, so Jimmy Stewart, uh, one of my favorite uh, actors. Uh, it's got Cary Grant and uh, Catherine Hepburn. And uh, it's, a, it's a screwball comedy, and uh, so a lot of uh, goofy situations and uh, wordplay and uh, Jimmy Stewart getting drunk and uh, fun stuff like that. Um it's, uh, I guess, more thoughtful uh, than uh, comedies nowadays in the way that they uh, uh, normally made movies back then, I guess. Uh, but uh, it's pretty interesting the different uh, ways that uh, the three love interests uh, interact with Catherine Hepburn. Um, so uh, so that, that makes it, I, I guess, a little bit more than just a, a goofy comedy. But... Uh, yeah, mostly like it uh, for for the humor and for the acting. Uh, is this one that uh, you guys have seen? I own it, but I haven't seen it yet. Because oh, it was oh you got to watch it. Well, I'll, yeah, I'm watching through the Criterion Collection in order, and so I think that's in the 800s somewhere. So oh, okay. gotcha. I got a little bit over a year to go. Get this, Brian. I also own this movie, and I have had it on my list of movies to watch, and it was one that I was going to try to watch before we did this podcast, mm-hmm. but and I got caught up watching every James Bond movie that's ever come out. (laughs) What's with four stars for Quantum of Solace, by the way? That's not a good movie. So, so Brian, I will be seeing this most likely this year, but definitely soon. Watch it with your wife. It's it's a really good uh, couples movie, but it's not like a a Netflix Hallmark movie or whatever. Okay, I can't remember. You guys are on... Brian, I know you're on Letterboxd. Melissa, yes. do you use it also? I use it. She, yeah, she I, just I just started. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so watch my reviews. You might see this popping up sooner than later. All right. Yeah. Very enjoyable. That's my number 10, The Philadelphia Story. My number 10 is a silent film called Sunrise by F.W. Murnau. Hmm. Uh, this is a, it involves a 
man and a woman, and the man, they're married. It happens sometimes. <laughs> uh, he's having an affair, and he decides to try and drown his wife when he <laughs> discovers that he loves her after all. It's actually kind of a horrific plot, <laughs> um, but, you know, in the, in the tradition of silent films, you know, it also turns out to be kind of charming, and, and you're just, you know, nobody stops to think about whether or not it's the best idea to be with somebody who tried to drown you. But it, it, it's, <laughs> a, it's <laughs> deal, that detail aside, you know, if you take it as less literal, it, it's a wonderful movie. It's it's in the top 10 from the Sight and Sound 2012 poll hmm. that the BFI puts out every decade. Um, I've watched it a couple times and it's it's uh, it's actually it, it, it is a silent movie, but it it used some sound effects. So it's kind of right on that edge just before. Hmm sound started to come out and so they did have a little bit of sound usage in the film uh but fw Murnau, who did nosferatu but in my opinion i love nosferatu but this is a uh, far superior film uh, sunrise recommended interesting all right yeah i hadn't heard of that one but sounds good yeah Does i it? mean Uh, (laughs) i was gonna i was just gonna say not about sunrise but uh i wanted to get to nosferatu uh for this this episode and we just didn't get around to it uh it is worth getting to even when you don't have a episode focused on or you could do like top 10 vampire movies before (laughs) 1960 all right. Or not no no, no. (laughs) i just don't know that there's that many vampire movies i want to watch yeah, probably. All right, I'm going to go ahead and take the next one. Number 10 for me is a movie I just rewatched. So this is one that uh, was on my list to check out. I thought definitely have to see if this could make my top 10 prior to our podcast. And it is a movie I watched back in ninth grade uh, current events class for the first time. It's called <laughs> 12 Angry Men. I love 12 yeah. Angry Men. What yeah. a great movie. It is great. It's so, not on my list, but what a great movie. Mm-hmm. So are you guys familiar with 12 Angry Men? Yeah, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a All good right. one. That's great. So this, that takes place almost entirely in one room. And there's 12 men. 12 men who <laughs> tend to be angry. They do get a little hot and under the car. They're arguing over a court case. They are the 12 jurors in a trial. Is he guilty? Find out in 12 Angry Men. <laughs> Not. <laughs> <laughs> or is he? Well, yeah. And they just made I, the I wrong ruling. Ambiguity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's my number. You know, 10. but here's the thing. Only a couple of them are really angry. Actually, I paid attention, and they all get angry at least once. At some point, yeah. <laughs> Even the old guy? Oh, yeah. He gets real angry. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive. Yeah, I paid he does. special attention to make sure there were 12 angry men. Otherwise, I was going to be <laughs> very <laughs> disappointed. your money back? Yeah. <laughs> all right. 12 angry men. There it is. All right. Number nine. All right, my number nine is, uh, again, another really good classic that I think everybody should see. Uh, it is not higher on the list because it's not a movie that you walk away feeling happy from. <laughs> uh, it's Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. So, Off Sunset Boulevard. I, I had mixed feelings when we watched this. Because I could, I could recognize how brilliant it was, but I mean, the guy ends up getting shot by <laughs> the woman, the crazy woman that he was trying to please and keep alive and, and do all these things so that she wouldn't suicide herself. Uh, but it's, it's so fascinating. Like, 
Uh, you keep on thinking, hey, get out of this relationship, uh, get away from this woman. But then on the other hand, what would you do in his shoes? You know, wouldn't you try to do what you could to keep somebody from uh, committing suicide? And uh, she's just uh, a complete maniac and, and hmm. uh, it's, it's so beautifully acted out. Uh, and in fact, one of the things that I really liked uh, was when we, after we finished watching the film, uh, we went and read up some of the, the story behind the making of it. And mm. it turns out like a bunch of the actors in the film kind of were sort of. Uh, right. The main living, actress. Yeah. It, she was also a big silent film actress and then uh, kind of faded with the with the talkies yeah. in the same way as, as the character and some yeah. things like that. Yep. Yeah. So that was that was super fascinating. So it's uh, it's not a really enjoyable film as far as how it makes me feel but it's so interesting so fascinating to watch you can't stop you can't look away from it those feelings aren't everything matt <laughs> <laughs> um are you watching movies on your phone right now trying to catch up <laughs> yeah, yeah right now i'm just sorry i'm in the middle of a classic from 1947 but yeah. okay i'll be done in just a minute here are you actually no okay it looks like you were watching a movie on phone I've, I've got my list here on letterbox oh <laughs> never mind yeah i love sunset boulevard uh this is a great movie billy wilder mm. you don't have to pull up letterbox to pretend like that's not what you were doing matt it's, it's closing okay. movie right <laughs> um it, now i'm guessing based on what I know of all three of you, that nobody here has seen Mulholland Drive, but Sunset Boulevard is a major influence on Mulholland Drive. Uh, yeah, I actually have seen Mulholland Drive, but uh, not with Melissa. Yeah, we talked about this before. I have no interest in watching it. <laughs> Great movie. Yeah, so uh, Melissa's not necessarily as interested in David Lynch, uh, so it tends to be uh, when I'm up in Montgomery for a work trip is when uh, I'll, I'll watch another uh, david lynch or another movie that she's not interested in twin peaks is about my limit of david lynch that's just getting started <laughs> baby steps <laughs> so yep. that's uh, my number nine sunset boulevard yeah, great pick great pick uh so uh my number nine is uh the movie that i thought you were uh going to say when you were doing your intro uh it's gone with the wind uh so uh, I always, I, I never saw it growing up, but it's a movie that my mom and sisters really liked watching. So I got kind of the impression that it was, uh, just a chick flick, but, uh, no, I, there's a reason that it's the, uh, what is it? The most, uh, or, uh, best-selling adjusted for inflation or, or most, uh, biggest box, box office. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so, um, yep. Very epic, uh, storytelling, very, very interesting time period. Uh, very long. Civil War and through the Civil War. Yeah, very long. Um, but uh, very interesting characters, very very good acting. And uh, I'm definitely uh, fine with uh, more uh, bittersweet <laughs> than, than Melissa is. And so, uh, I mean, there's uh, like the part where uh, their daughter dies oh. towards the end. Uh Having, for. having two girls that that was definitely uh very affecting and uh, uh yeah I, I won't go through through the whole plot but uh a great movie uh 
I'm guessing it's going to be later on on Melissa's list, um, but uh, I guess we'll find out about that. Uh, what about you? Uh, I've you only seen it once, and it was a long time ago, so I probably need to rewatch it at some point, and I'm guessing Matt has seen it zero times. Yeah, I have never oh, seen this movie. Matt! It, it's interesting. <laughs> Just uh, a one week ago, I was playing a movie trivia game with some friends, and a question came up, and it described the plot of a movie, and I was supposed to guess the movie. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what movie it was. It turned out it was Gone with the Wind. I never knew it was about the Civil War until last week. Really? Yes. Huh. Never knew anything about it. Aren't there just things you're supposed to pick up along the way? <laughs> and I just never heard that before until last week. And so now now you just told me the end of it. I don't, And it's long. I don't know if I'm going to stick uh, with this. That's not the end. Uh, yeah, that's not yeah the end. no. It doesn't stop there. Haven't you the famous line? For, uh, sorry, everyone. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah. Have you heard that? I've heard line? that. That's but, from Gone with the Wind. I, okay. Well, how is that supposed to entice me? <laughs> well, it's supposed to be like, oh, that's where that line comes from. Okay. Well, now I know. I mean, you, you like, <laughs> the whole reason you watch superhero movies is to see things you recognize. <laughs> this is just like that, except with a famous line. I might get to it eventually, but I'm right now trying to get through all the Fast and the Furious movies. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Someday. I no. love how you keep on putting out all these series that you're trying to get through. Yeah. The funny thing is, I'm not joking. I, oh, I know. <laughs> it's shameful, but it's true. All right, Ben, you want to take your number nine? Yeah, yep. so that was my number nine, nope. Gone with the Wind. I'm, you're not the host. I know, it's hard for me when I'm on other people's <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> uh, number nine, I cheated and I have a tie. No, oh. this is, you cannot do that. Oh, well, no. I'm doing it. You I'm going to give you permission because I sometimes do this. Hmm. Exactly. I have two Orson Welles movies, Citizen Kane and Touch of Evil. Uh, now, if you put a a gun to my head, I would probably choose Touch of Evil. I do think it's actually the better movie, but I love them both. Uh, Citizen Kane. So here's the thing about Citizen Kane. Mm. Nobody wants to acknowledge the one fatal flaw in Citizen Kane, which is that you should never find out what Rosebud is. Like They ruin mm. the movie with the final shot of the film. And it would be so much better if it was left ambiguous what Rosebud is. So I do mark Citizen Kane down a little bit for that, but it's such a great movie. Um, now, my favorite Orson Welles movie is Chimes at Midnight, but that is made post-1960, so didn't qualify. Both Citizen Kane and Touch of Evil, very different movies, but great, great, great films. I want to say I love Citizen Kane. I watched it once back in college and just recently, like in the last four or five months. And hmm. Uh, so this is a five-star movie for me. It it was almost on this list. I I was toying with the idea of putting it. It would have been lower, nine, ten, somewhere around there. But even though I do think it's great, I wouldn't say it's in my top ten favorites. It's in my top twelve favorites. Mm-hmm. Maybe top eleven. So Ben, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... In fact, if we were making eleven, Citizen Kane is my eleventh favorite movie. <laughs> right. I'll also add it on right now. Ben, I'm going to pop your happy bubble impression of me and say that uh, Orson Welles is not one of my favorite actors, and I was pretty bored Aww. with Cit- Citizen Kane. Aww. Well, that's an incorrect opinion. <laughs> <laughs> what so, about Touch of Evil? Wait, it, I have not seen it. We haven't seen that one. Well, it's far more exciting. Can we just talk about Citizen Kane for one more second? I'm yeah. When I watched it recently, I recognized how this good it was. This is my pick, and you are bogarting the conversation. <laughs> I recognize how good it was, but I do not get still why it's considered by some to be the best film of all time. 
tell me your your opinion on that. I just said I don't think I, it is. I know the you best don't think that. I'm asking you why do people think that? Well, it's groundbreaking. It's timeless. It's you know the quintessential American rags to riches story, but it's also deconstructionist, and so you have across the board with themes to plot to acting to cinematography to direction to all of these different things that kind of come into filmmaking and everything is at the top of its game in citizen kane up until the final shot of the film (laughs) brian what do you think about citizen kane the 11th best movie prior to 1960 (laughs) i don't know if it's uh, 11th best but uh yeah uh we watched this one uh, a few years ago I, i liked it quite a bit and uh yeah, I, I can see why people consider it uh, uh, one of the best ever, um, just from, you, uh, what's up? Do you possibly want to talk about it later on your list? Uh, I mean, who's to say? I'm trying to get him to spoil his list. Who's to say? Well, <laughs> uh, so we go to my number nine? Yes. If the host would like us to. So number nine for Ben was Citizen Kane. Now, moving <laughs> on. Touch of evil. <laughs> no, moving on. Number nine for me. Classic Christmas movie. I just love seen it multiple times miracle on 34 34th street <laughs> i grew miracle up with this movie 31st street yeah fourth that's 34th uh th- this is the you know it's been redone but this is the 1947 version ben have you seen this christmas classic no uh cozers yeah i grew up with this i've seen parts of it on tv yeah this is a must see if you love christmas movies like me must see. I'm willing to bet that you have at least two more Christmas movies. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. That is exactly right. I have three Christmas movies wow. on this list. Do you want to try to guess awesome. them right now? Yeah, I know. White Christmas and It's a Wonderful Life. We'll have to see. That's what I would have guessed as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to see. And I'm guessing one of them will be your number one. Uh, you'll just have to wait and see. I do love, <laughs> I do love Christmas movies. Mm. This is... It is a, it's, it's a good one. I'd say... Certainly compared to all the lame Christmas movies that get funneled out every year, this is definitely one of the, the more enduring ones. Matt, Matt would like to talk about that for a second. Well, so my wife and I, every Christmas season, uh, <laughs> that time, you know, right after Thanksgiving, all the way to Christmas, we just watch as many lame Christmas movies as possible. And it, that's <laughs> our that's our quality time together in the Christmas season. I wouldn't call it quality, quality in quotes. <laughs> yeah. Lame quality time. <laughs> so that was my number nine. Miracle on 34th Street. All right. My number eight is uh, where we start getting into uh, movies that are on the list more because I really enjoy them. Uh, So the first two were on because I I enjoyed them, but they're more there because they're genuinely good movies. Trying to be more objective for those. Okay. Here we get into the subjective realm, but they're still good movies. We'll see. Uh, my number eight is the first of three Jimmy Stewart movies, and it's hmm. uh, Rear Window. Hmm. And uh, Jimmy Stewart is such a terrific actor, mm-hmm. uh, doing everything, mostly sitting down in a wheelchair, but his his expressions as he's watching all these people, which, I mean, the amount of things that people do with their windows open, I get that it was a really hot day, but... Goodness, some of those things is just like, wasn't anybody thinking to go into a different room or something? Anyway. uh, I'm very conscious of what I do in front of a window. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Especially after watching this movie. Uh, It's it's a really intriguing, interesting plot. And uh, just uh, as as Jimmy Stewart 
discovers uh, what he thinks could be a murder, and then he's trying to uh, uncover uh, how it could have happened and, and get evidence to frame the guy, all from a wheelchair. It's, it's really good, really well done. I don't think you needed your disclaimer before this one. This is a great <laughs> movie. I'm 100% on board. Yeah, it's, it is it is very good. Uh, it's one that I've seen it two or three times, and I think I've liked it a little bit less each time I watched it. I think it's definitely a top 10 idea. I think it's uh, a great idea to uh, just have him looking at uh, you know the different uh, apartments and, and telling stories just through these really short, scenes Glimpses, that you see yeah. um i think that was uh done really uh really very well um but uh i don't know the the overall story i didn't i, I don't know if it works for me i guess so it, it's still like a top 20 um on this list for me but not not quite up there anymore for some reason i just love rear window so much <laughs> it's my favorite alfred hitchcock movie mm-hmm. uh i saw it Back in college, around the same time as Citizen Kane, for the same class, I was in a film class back then, and or I rewatched it recently, and I just love it. All right, and well, I know that's... I was supposed to wait to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> it I'll just wait. Uh, I'll talk more about it okay, sometime today. Enough. I'm not saying on this podcast, but just at some uh, point tonight, I'm going to be talking about rules. this. You're, you're trying to take over the whole show. At some point, I want to talk more about Rear Window, but not now. <laughs> Okay. My number eight is Rear Window. <laughs> well, I thought that was Brian's number eight, but then I remembered he said he didn't like it that much, so that wouldn't have made any sense. It, it's still top twenty. It's just the it, it's a little bit. I think it might be a little overrated. I guess. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, my number. What are we on? Number eight is a Charlie Chaplin movie. So we had not seen any Charlie Chaplin until. Uh, we plan to do this podcast. We watched a couple and, um, uh, my favorite is modern times, which is the one where he's working in a factory and then, <laughs> um, he goes and takes drugs in a down. soup kitchen, I think. And then he's singing in a, in a restaurant and, uh, doesn't really make too much sense when you just list out all the plot points, but uh, each of the scenes uh, are are really well done. Really like his um, his physical uh, comedy, I guess. And uh, yeah, him having a nervous breakdown in the factory is is uh, one of my favorite movie scenes, definitely. Um, so uh, uh, there's something else I was gonna gonna mention about this. Um, but I don't remember what it was, so I'll I'll let you guys uh, say. Have you seen Modern Times, Melissa? Of course you have. Yeah, I have, and it's fantastic. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen any Charlie Chaplin film. However, I have seen the movie Chaplin starring Robert Downey Jr. about <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> How's that? It's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I kind of want to check that out, but you should go see a Charlie Chaplin film. You should. I think I got the gist from that. (laughs) (laughs) You did not at all. (laughs) All right. My number. Move it on. Yeah. That's my number eight uh, modern times. I guess we'll we'll see if any other uh, Chaplin films show up on anybody's list. Fantastic. I have Bridge on the River Kwai as my number eight. What a great movie. 
Nice. Yeah. Do you want to say anything else about it? I think Melissa summed it up. It's a great movie. Alec Guinness is great. The bridge is great. Earth <laughs> when he rebuilds it. Um, I, I think I'm pretty what? disgusted. You haven't seen this, Matt. What's I'm your sorry. favorite moment, Ben, in that movie? I like the scene where uh, he haul the the Japanese guy hauls him out of uh, solitary detention and tries to feed him, and he won't have the food. He won't have the scotch. That whole conversation where the the Japanese commander is trying to re- maintain, you know, he's trying to save face, maintain honor, but he also realizes he really, really, really needs Alec Guinness. Uh, it's a funny scene. It's a good scene. It's just everything about that really kind of sums up what works in that movie and the relationship between the two of them. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Matt? <laughs> you have to repeat it back. You're supposed to say, so my number eight is? I thought we were doing that at the end. No, no, no we're, we're doing, doing that now. 12. Yeah, for each one. Oh. I've been doing it for you. <laughs> yeah, I did it for you last time. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a, we were summing up at the end for people who didn't pay attention. Yeah, that is, that's well, exactly what I said. It's for after people that... Yeah, at the end. No, well, after each one. At the end of of that oh, one. Second. Yeah, sorry. All right. <laughs> Bridge on the River Kwai. If you ever listened to their show, you'd know this. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how many episodes have you listened to? I don't. I don't me? know that you for, can get forgiving, on your high horse too forgiving much. Forgiving Ben. Uh, oh, uh, you, you'd be surprised. I, I went through a whole stretch where I listened to tons of your episodes. Okay. Oh, I'll tell you when. Uh, it's usually around the time that we're featured, and then I've just downloaded a bunch. So <laughs> early on, I've seen. A, I mean, I've read or listened to a ton of your early episodes, and then around uh, your Midwest adventure, which was seventy nine. Uh, listen to. I think there was a news episode after that, and a bunch of other things. Uh, I remember the Bible. There was some different Bible ones, like was it Bible names, Bible stories? Yeah, we did both of those. Yeah. Yep. So okay, okay. I, so I will say, in all honesty, I haven't listened to all 108 episodes. No, no. But I've listened to quite a few. It sounds like you've listened okay. to more than some of my family members have. So oh, there's a- good for you. Uh, this is episode 106. This is episode 109. It's not. It's, it's 106. 109. It is 109. Oh, <laughs> oh Matt, <laughs> we should have had you guys for 108. Oh, man. I can't believe that. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you showed self-control because I we're not, just starting to get over his, his unhealthy obsession with that show. And we're moving on to better things. Yeah. Maybe not since he's watching all the rock movies, but <laughs> I mean we're moving on to things. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of Lost, uh, we're talking about Lost listeners, and speaking of Lost, the Cozers did at least two episodes on Lost. We did yeah. a month. We did two. four four for episodes for one of the greatest shows of all time. See, man, I can't believe I almost got accused of not being a listener. <laughs> I can't. I'm outraged. <laughs> My apologies. On I, you're on the on air. Your offend me? Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna want to do my number eight, but I will. Okay. Number it eight. Speed us up Very, just... What gracious condescension. <laughs> Number eight for me. A classic science fiction film that I watched for the first time within the last year, I believe. From 1951. The day the Earth stood still. Oh, I thought you were going to say Metropolis. Mm-hmm. You know, Metropolis was close to being on my list. I'll come back to the day. But Metropolis would be my number 12, I think. After Citizen Kane. Yeah, right after Citizen Kane. <laughs> I, I considered it, but... That didn't make a list. So for the day the Earth should still, have you guys seen this one? Nope. Parts of it. Heard of it. Man. It's a solid movie. Very <laughs> solid. I, I was, you know, sometimes you're watching older movies and there's parts that drag. Not mm-hmm. here. This is, 
I wouldn't say nonstop action, but nonstop entertaining. No. Oh. We'll have to check this out. Hmm. We yeah. wanted to get to Metropolis. That was on Brian's radar uh, for this list, and then we just couldn't find it. Well, we we've done a, a commentary of the yeah. first eight minutes that you can listen to the commentary and a review, right? Yeah, we we uh, we're saving that for when we get around the episode. I am disappointed it's not a, a full commentary. So, oh, oh, we well, you, you won't be disappointed once you hear the first eight minutes. <laughs> be relieved, it went really really bad. I mean, some of my favorite episodes are the ones that went really bad. So it's true, it's true. So I guess uh, for my number eight here, the day the Earth stood still almost reminds me of a Twilight Zone episode. I know you guys <laughs> like Twilight Zone, yeah. so uh, go go with that feel. That's the feel this movie gives off. Oh, you're really selling uh, it. All right, all right. So number eight, the day the Earth stood still. Okay, my number seven is a crossover with Brian. It's the Philadelphia Story. Woo! Yeah, and so just watching uh, Cary Grant and. Uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart vie for the affections of of Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, it's it's got such witty dialogue and it's so entertaining. And then uh, it had happy happily ever afters all around, which makes me happy. And so uh, you should definitely check this one out, Matt, with your wife. I will. I will. So that's Jimmy keep- Stewart count two for Melissa. She said she had three. Oh, Do you yeah. want to guess what the third one is? Uh, let's see. I well, he's in a lot of Alfred Hitchcock movies. Mm. Wonderful Life. Or it could be Wonderful Life. Yeah. We'll just have to see. <laughs> so that's my number seven, The Philadelphia Story. You keep saying I have to watch it with my wife. What if I watch it alone? Is that okay? It's fine, but it's it's like... Yeah, when I watch this eventually, I plan to be <laughs> drinking beer and smoking a cigar. No, here's the thing, though. <laughs> it's like... Sometimes yeah. men and women oh. don't have a lot of crossover as far as like interests in movies, and this is one that's equally pleasing, I'd say, to both sexes. Okay, well, that's good to know. <laughs> All right. Well, because you've got you've got guys saying snappy comments to the girls, and and vice versa, and and so you know, each side feels like they get fair share. <laughs> You know, uh, just to pause here from the list, I, I have a question for you. As I've been watching older movies, mm-hmm. speaking of these snappy comments to girls, this is what made me think of this. I've noticed <laughs> that there is a lot of things that happen in old movies that by today's standards would be very Pretty wrong. Shocking. And yeah. it, it makes me uncomfortable sometimes. So <laughs> as you've been watching older movies. When you were watching James Bond. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's happening to the Philadelphia I'm story. talking about pre-1960 movies. So has seen some things that in today's context would be totally out of line has that hampered your enjoyment of any films um well there's one coming up on my list that if it came out today it would be it wouldn't be a movie i would watch uh just because the way it would be done but back then uh what they did was taboo and therefore it was funny because it was taboo. oh you're talking about like cross-dressing yes Okay. Oh, some like it hot is coming up on the list. <laughs> just, everybody wait. Now, just <laughs> you were talking about not spoiling. You were getting on the map for spoiling his list. Uh, ben really likes this movie, so I he'll do. be glad to see that on your list. As far as your comment goes, Matt, I don't approve of eating people, but I still enjoyed Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> so your uh, point is, just because something in a movie you don't agree with the action. I mean, you're going to go see Avengers. Did you agree with wiping out half of the human population? 
well, it's not presented as something that's okay. There's things that happen, for example, like with male female relationships, the way men talk to women or treat women in older movies. Well, you weren't allowed to do that back then. That's the thing I'm saying. (laughs) In today's context, that's really wrong. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's one of those things where since I know that back at at that point, uh, that was the mindset and and the cultural acceptance of it, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I'll uh, answer my own question and say it has made me uncomfortable. Brian? Yeah. I'm... Sorry, I'll say it has made me enjoy things less because of that. Brian? Yeah, I'm I'm probably halfway in between. Like uh, something like uh, It Happened One Night. The uh, Oh, that's a great movie. Clark Gable and I don't remember what the girl's name is. Uh, it's a good movie, but it's there are some parts where uncomfortable is too strong a word, but there are some parts where, I, where it definitely made me think that uh, you wouldn't get away with that these days the way he treats her yeah i i wasn't uncomfortable but it was something that kind of stuck out to me i guess so i'll I'll complete the spectrum and say that i enjoy him more (laughs) (laughs) all right i I do want to speak to james bond and agree yes he does a lot of inappropriate things right that i that i can't get on board with i actually don't think james bond is that good of a hero hmm based on viewing 20 plus movies i was gonna say was that your 20th that james bond the man who has a license to kill and sleeps with like a thousand different women has questionable morals it's like you're shocked to discover this well what i was shocked is like how this character got popular in the first place because it's it's wish fulfillment it's fantasy I just don't think he's that good of a guy. I'm not defending that. Sounds like you're defending that. I'm just saying. <laughs> it sounds like, like it's your wish fulfillment. Well, maybe. Correct <laughs> and shocked that James Bond, James Bond has questionable morals. It's I, like, I it's said, like I read you all your reviews on Letterboxd. You keep being just like, <laughs> I can't believe he can treat us. It's James Bond. <laughs> I mean, what you're saying is true and not true. I, I am shocked, but I'm also shocked that people like him like why does he have 20 you just movies watched 20 movies I'm in, I'm in the process of watching them all but why are there 20 movies <laughs> I, they're not that good no, because you just people keep watching none of them are that good except for the more recent ones and maybe that's just because i have recency bias you do have a lot of recency bias and i also think you're you're missing the appeal that he's an anti-hero and not just a hero there there's a forbidden fruit aspect that that's like you know, getting the girl and being a super a- a secret agent and driving the car and having the gadgets. It's all fantasy wish fulfillment. And we can debate whether or not that's a good thing in art. I don't think it necessarily is. Uh, it's it's a complicated issue, but I don't think it's terribly shocking that people enjoy wish fulfillment. I think I like a noble hero. Hmm. Well, we well then you should have uh, skipped <laughs> 20 plus James Bond movies. <laughs> so I couldn't have told you that before you... With the end credits of Dr. No. I don't know where we're at with the numbering. All right, Is yeah. it your turn? Who? I think I think I just finished talking about the Philadelphia story. It's number seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, time for uh, another crossover. My number seven is Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah. Uh, my number 11. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, so this one was a few years ago uh, that we saw it, but... Um, I did really like the, uh, I, I like that, uh, type of story, uh, almost a, a biography, but, uh, the way it's done from different perspectives, uh, is very interesting. And, uh, there's definitely some very, um, some scenes that really stand out as, uh, like, uh, for example, 
uh, Orson Welles and his wife, and uh, they're sitting at the kitchen table, and it shows them progressing through the years and uh, them go- growing apart through uh, just really simple scenes at the at the kitchen table. Stuff like that is very interesting, and uh, yeah, beautifully shot, and and all of that as well. So I think that's about all I have to add. Uh, anything else you guys think of, or are you ready to move on? I also love it. Ben? I love it more than you do. <laughs> Is there going to be on your list tonight? It already was. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nine. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it, was a tie. it tied, which means yeah. you kind of like it. It's only a half. Yeah, half. half. So, so. Uh, in the in the seventh spot, all by itself, uh, Citizen Kane for me. Well, I will say I didn't plan it this way, but in my seventh spot, it's the seventh seal. Oh. Person. So, I think you planned it that way. Wow. I am not familiar with this movie. I, I feel like I've heard it, but I've heard oh, of it's, it. But. It's a fantastic movie. So it takes place Middle Ages during the Black Death. And uh, Max von Sydow plays a knight who comes back from the Crusades. And, I know him from Force Awakens. Yeah, that that guy. <laughs> and he winds up playing. You know, he Death is there waiting for him on the shore. And he gambles with death for his soul over a game of chess that then develops throughout the film. Um, it's not my favorite Ingmar Bergman movie, but my favorite Ingmar Bergman movies are all post-1960. So it's my favorite pre-1960 Ingmar Bergman movie. It is, it is fantastic. And, uh, you should watch it, Matt, even so, though you won't enjoy it. Why wouldn't I enjoy it? Well, because you like things to be happy and cheerful and fluffy, <laughs> and this one is not happy, cheerful, or fluffy. Okay, well, wh- why are you recommending it to me, then? Because it's a classic movie. And, uh, but you think I will not like it? Well, see, but here's the thing your enjoyment is irrelevant to me, it's your soul I care about. (laughs) So, my number seven, or wait, before I say it again, has anyone else seen this? Yeah, we Uh, watched this in preparation for it, and uh, it was it was one I considered for the top 10. So, you you liked it? I mean, do you would you think I would like it, Melissa? I mean, it's not a movie that you like, it's just a good movie. <laughs> exactly. It's an experience. It's it's something you feel and it gets under your skin in a good way. It's, All right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's for me. It was like there's some movies that, uh, like for example, Blade Runner, uh, we watched and I didn't really like very much, and then uh, watched it a second time and and really liked it. Uh, so it clicked for me the second time. Um, there's some movies like, uh, like I talked about Citizen Kane, just seen that the once and I, uh, uh, like it's not my favorite, but I can see people putting that as, as one of the greatest movies. Uh, this one for me, it was good, but um, I don't know, maybe my expectations uh, were different uh, than, than what the movie actually was, but uh, it's probably not one that I would have, uh, I guess, realized as a, a great movie if, people hadn't told me that it was a great movie so uh, maybe that's uh, partly uh, just seeing it the once or maybe it's uh, just uh, there's different types of uh, greatness in art but uh, yeah so this one's probably outside my top uh, 20 or so I did just see Max von Sydow in James in the James Bond movie Never Say Never Again, in which Sean Connery returned to the role after many years not in the oh, that's role. That's not an official movie. 
It's a James Bond movie. It's not one of the official. I James know it's Bond not one movies. of the official ones, but it is a James Bond movie. So you were so offended by this character, you sought out even the non-official, non-canon <laughs> series. I'm watching every James Bond. You movie. know what else I liked in your reviews is the the whole idea <laughs> of that James Bond is really just a code name, and you you kept yes. presenting this as though it was your own <laughs> thought that just came to you. It you is were, my own it's thought. It's not. There, people have been saying this for years. It's well, the dumbest fan theory, and I you kept, kept writing it as though it was your own thought, and it. <laughs> I can't I can't be held responsible for the fact that other people came up with my idea. <laughs> it's just it's just, it's just like no Matt, this isn't original to you and you're trying to pretend like it is. Well, it is. You can have an original thought and have someone else also come up with it yeah, independently. Like, like everybody. Like everybody. <laughs> everybody. Hey, I'm going to side with Matt on this one. There have been times where I had a thought and I felt so proud of it and then I was disappointed that other people had had it first. Yeah, but here's the thing. We're talking about pop culture, and Matt reads tons of pop culture news, so I guarantee he had seen this before. <laughs> so, Ben's number seven, Seventh Seal. Well, I can say it myself, because <laughs> I remembered. <laughs> number seven, the Seventh Seal. Ben, when you started saying what your number seven was, I was certain we were going to have the same number seven, because my number seven is Seven Samurai. Yeah, there's wow. not six movies before 19... There's not six movies, period, better than Seven Samurai, so you're wrong. Oh, this is your number one movie, huh? I didn't say that. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It's not. So, I love Seven Samurai. Only I've seen it one time, though. How many times have you seen it? Oh, I don't know. Three or four. So, I bet I could see this movie being a movie I'd enjoy more and more upon further viewing, but only one time uh, Ben and I watched it. I want to say, must have been almost four years ago now, maybe three. Hmm. Two or three. Definitely more than two, but I'd say three. It was three because it was the same summer of Lawrence of Arabia. Okay. And I know exactly yep. when we saw Lawrence of Arabia because <laughs> my wife was in labor. So. You guys remember this story, right? <laughs> I for, yep. uh, oh, yeah. for 10 to 1 listeners that haven't heard this, I was at a movie with Ben while his wife was at the hospital about to give birth. He just wanted to see this movie on the screen. <laughs> So bad that he left his wife at the hospital. Oh, but I didn't know she was in labor when I left her. <laughs> well, you knew she was pregnant and about to have a baby like and at a hospital. Within the next couple <laughs> weeks, about. And that day, like he left the movie theater, daughter's born hours later. Yeah, I was there for the I was there for all the exciting stuff. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Brian and Melissa, have you seen the movie Seven Samurai? Uh, Melissa has not. This is uh, another uh, work trip movie that I saw. And uh, yeah, it's good. I think I like it better than uh, Magnificent Seven. Uh, which oh, yeah. Magnificent too. Seven is hot garbage. Okay, so <laughs> here's the thing is I love, 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 love Magnificent Seven um, to the point where I was even willing to watch the remake uh, and it was absolute <laughs> utter garbage. And I railed upon that in one of my one of our previous episodes. Uh-huh. But uh, we started watching Seven Samurai once together, mm-hmm. and it um, it's silent and it's black and white, and both of those it's, are two uh, major no, turnoffs it's, it's for subtitles. me. Yeah, subtitles. subtitles. And so uh, I think I've grown more uh, in my like uh, older movie appreciation as since the last time that we tried so i'd be willing to give this another try at some point but i've got to be in the mood for it and yeah that 
When, when aren't you in the mood for three and a half hours of Japanese? <laughs> With subtitles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here's well, what I said about I just looked up my Magnificent Seven review. I said, Seven Samurai was definitely better. This felt like an abridged version of the original film, only done worse. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Melissa is a Yul Brynner uh, uh, fangirl. So. He's my favorite like actor. That shiny, that shiny head. Yeah. Oh, that piercing so. gaze. <laughs> Are you going to get Brian to shave his head? <laughs> And stare intently. Stare. Intensely. Um, so, moving so, on. Know, we're going to take that off. We're going to take that off. No. Podcast, off here. <laughs> so that was my number seven, Seven Samurai. I've, it's kind of cool we both had sevens yeah, in our sevens. Yeah, oh, yeah, isn't that crazy? Definitely planned for Very both cute. of you. So. No, that was not planned for me. No, 100%. It, I was actually editing my list as we were sitting here, so. <laughs> nice. All right, my number six is another classic. It's Casablanca, oh, and it's just a really good love story. Uh, doesn't have the happy ending that I would usually wish, but in this movie, it's absolutely perfect. But they the have guy... the beginning of a beautiful friendship. That's a happy ending. <laughs> Forget yeah. romance. It's all about bromance. <laughs> Remember when Sam plays it again? Uh, I think if they made a trailer for it in 2019, that would have been the uh, forget romance. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Yep. That would have happened. That probably would have been the tagline too. Forget romance. It's all about right. romance. No, I, but let this me just is... say, in my 30s, I've come to really appreciate bromances. You mean friendship? <laughs> that's what you want to call it that's fine. Ben just discovered friendship this, this that's great Ben I'm happy for you <laughs> Casablanca huh yes thoughts anyone I've seen Casablanca I've also seen Casablanca I have seen Casablanca as well and I'm excited for my turn so that's my number six Casablanca <laughs> <laughs> Brian? Uh, yeah. Good movie. <laughs> <laughs> she already did the wrap-up thing. It's your turn. He's reordering his list. Oh, oh like it's my, it is my turn. <laughs> I am the next youngest. How about that? Uh, thank you for reminding me. Uh, number... We need Matt here to keep this thing going. <sighs> yeah, apparently. Uh, number six for me is a musical, and it's not a great musical, but it oh, is a great movie. Oh. I don't, I don't really, uh, it's not necessarily my favorite genre, but uh, it's okay. This one's not a great musical. Uh, it's got Judy Garland. Wow. Uh, who is one of my favorite uh, actresses. And it is In the Good Old Summertime. Wow. Which is a remake of a Jimmy Stewart movie. It was remade as You've Got Mail. with uh, Shop Around the Corner. Yeah, a little Shop Around the Corner. Or the Shop oh, Around the Corner. I love, I love Shop Around the Corner and yeah, I love fun. You've Got Mail. Oh, you've got oh, mail really? is, is okay. not very uh, good. Well, you should see oh, this one then. This one's the I mean, best of the three. I, I'm not exaggerating. I bet you've got mail is in my top twenty all genre movies of oh, all wow. time. I love wow. it. Huh. Well, you got to check this one out then. So, yeah. Melissa, do you remember when you were saying that there's not a lot of overlap between <laughs> men and women's tastes? <laughs> apply for that. So, so Brian, I own yeah. in the good old summertime because I like you've got mail and okay. a shop around the corner. So I'm yeah. definitely watching that soon. Yeah. So you've got mail is the Magnificent Seven uh, to remake to I mean, in the good old summertime Seven Samurai. 
mean, it might be true. Uh, it might be true that this one's better. I just love You've Got Mail. So you're saying your top 20 movies of all time, I, You've I, Got I, Mail is included in there. I was kind of exaggerating, but it's definitely a favorite. I wouldn't, I shouldn't say top 20, but it's in my top 100 Does your favorite heart movies. just melt for that Meg Ryan? <laughs> you know, I just, uh, I remember watching it for the first time and just thinking, man, this is a great movie. Then o- over the years, it's really held up. And it's kind of a Christmas movie. I don't I know. Like Christmas movie. See, I didn't feel that the female lead was very a very good actress in this movie. She just didn't sell it. There was no chemistry between Meg, her Meg and Stewart. Oh, oh you're Judy talking about uh, Shop Around the Corner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, Shop Around the Corner is, is no. a great one. They're talking about You've Got Me. Yeah. No, I'm talking about oh. Summertime. Oh. Good old summertime. So you... So Melissa, if I understand you correctly, you hate Judy Garland. No, I like good. I like good old summertime. I don't like you've got mail. Wow, what's not to like? Yeah, <laughs> the I mean, female actress. Just, we just went right over Matt saying that you've got mail is held up over the years, and I think he might be the only person on planet Earth with that opinion. I'm probably going to rewatch it's, it now that we're talking it's about fine. it. Fine, I would rewatch you, it. It's, it's fine because there. it's got Jimmy Stewart. But Wait, that's, no, 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 no. They're talking mail. about you've got mail. Which one has Jimmy Stewart? That's Shop oh, Around the Corner. Oh. Shop Around the Corner. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I had those reversed. Okay, so Shop Let's see. You've Got oh, Mail you, is good. Uh, Tom Hanks. The Sh- great yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, the Tom Hanks one is good. Never mind. Oh, thank you. Transfer everything oh. I said to Shop Around the Corner. So you don't like the the 1940s Shop Around the Corner? No. Yeah. Not no. really. Oh, wow. I That's a great movie, but it's uh to me it's a four. But whereas you've got mail as a five, I'm yeah. excited to see where does uh, good old summertime yeah, land in yeah. that spectrum. Yeah, yeah you should watch you've this got one. Fun. So uh, it does have some. It is a musical. Some of the songs don't work. Uh, I would say not a great musical, but uh, Judy Garland is great. Uh, I don't even remember what the what the male lead is. Um, I'll look it up. But I haven't seen him in anything else. But he's good. Uh, it's got Buster Keaton running around doing Buster Keaton things. Uh, you know, being clumsy and breaking things and. Uh, so that's great. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is just one of the most, uh, enjoyable movies. This is my Matt Anderson movie on my, well, on my list. I can't wait just to watch it. Very you enjoyable. Know, got mail. Meg Ryan works at a store called Shop Around the Corner yeah. because it, it, it gave honor to the movie that came before it. And I think that's great. <laughs> way to, you've got mail. Yeah. I so. like Kylo Ren worked at a shop called the Death Star. <laughs> He did, Death Star. he did work at he a had Death, Death Star technology. No, it's a whole planet. That was not called a Death Star. It might as well have been. It's called a Star Killer. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So Van Johnson Van is Johnson, yeah. the main actor. Yeah. So anyway, that's my number six in the good old summertime. We I can't wait to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what my you think. My number six is Casablanca. Whoa. Yay! What a great movie. I love Casablanca. This is this is just uh you talk about perfect movies. Casablanca is a perfect movie. And it's the type of movie where you were saying Seven Samurai, you gotta be in the right mood for it. That's true. You do have to be in the right mood for it. I don't know if there's ever a wrong time to watch Casablanca. Hmm. Man, I couldn't that. agree more. I love Casablanca. I watched it once in college, not during my film class at a different time, and then watched it real recently with Dez. Uh both of us liked it. Great movie. I I want to be Humphrey Bogart. That is <laughs> a great man, and uh, yeah, I think this is a great choice. Nice. Number six, Casablanca translation White House, but it's not about the White House. <laughs> <laughs> no movie at all, really. 
Uh, number six for me is a movie I only just watched recently in preparation for this episode. Mm-hmm. An Alfred Hitchcock film. It's called Dial M for Murder. Oh, this was on my short list. Man, I, I don't know what to say about it. it I, I don't really want to spoil it in case people haven't seen it because I didn't <laughs> know what I to expect going into it. Sure. Uh, I do have to confess that even though I consider this uh, recent viewing a first-time viewing, I realized later I had seen parts of this movie in the past, but this is the first time I really sat and watched it in full. Mm-hmm. Uh, murder mystery, kind of. I don't really know what I want to say. It's it's good. Go check it out. It's uh feels like other Alfred Hitchcock movies. Ben, have you seen Dial uh, M for Murder? No. Oh, wow. I have seen some other Alfred Hitchcock movies. Yeah. It has that feel, but right. there's sort of some mystery happening. There's some betrayal. Who can you trust? Murder. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to decide between this one and Rear Window, actually. So you wanted some Hitchcock representation? Uh, no, the director had nothing to do with it. It's just as far as a murder mystery, I was trying mm-hmm. to decide which mm-hmm. one I liked better. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think this is uh, this one or Lifeboat. I think is his most underrated. Uh, really good. I haven't seen Lifeboat, but I recently requested a bunch of Hitchcock movies from the library, including mo- here's the movies I haven't seen by him. Okay. Rope. I've never seen Rope. Uh-huh. I've never seen Birds. Uh-huh. Uh, there's some, uh, is there one called 39 Steps? Yes. Haven't seen that one. There's one other. Oh, the uh, I watched his original The Man Who Knew Too Much, and I also have the Jimmy Stewart version, which I haven't watched yet. Do you think this is a terribly exciting section of the episode? <laughs> I think people would like to know what kind of Hitchcock movies are out there. Which ones you haven't seen? I mean, he listeners made like love this stuff. Movies. And then like four. No, no, no. I'm saying he made like a hundred movies. So if you list all the ones he hasn't you haven't seen, we'll be here a while. Okay, I can stop there. So Dial Up for Murder, my number six. Nice. It's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> Melissa. Oh, I'm next. Ha uh-huh. ha. I was just about to I was gesturing at Brian, like, why aren't you going? Uh, let's see. Crazily, we're only halfway done. I know. <laughs> That's okay. We're already losing I think been, we've been on a few like rabbit trails, but I think they've been good rabbit trails. Yes. Well, I think we're going to start getting our lists some... are going to be crossovers. We'll yeah. just... We'll blow through it. We'll blow through these. I, are you guys going to edit us? Because I'm going to play this as is. Yeah. This, I think uh, I think yeah. it's going to be as uh, is. As is, yeah. I don't like being edited. Yeah. We're gonna, we don't edit. I find it very offensive. We're going <laughs> to let our listeners have the full experience of you guys. Oh, keep that's everything. Keep, keep it all. Okay, thank yeah. you. All right, so my number five is the one that you guys already guessed. It, uh, my last Jimmy Stewart movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Yay. And I first watched this sometime out of college. And, you know, I'd heard about it before and wasn't really interested. And then uh, Brian was like, oh, this is the best Christmas movie ever. We watch it every single Christmas. I was like, well, that's that's a little bit extreme. And so I was like, okay, I'll go check it out. And I thought, you know, sometimes you feel that somebody can overhype a movie, but I did not feel that this movie was overhyped. It's just got enduring appeal. Uh, Jimmy Stewart really does play the everyman. Uh, you, sometimes you feel like you're just caught up in doing the mundane, ordinary things while everybody else is doing all the exciting things that you wish you could be doing. And then you wonder, you know, have I really made a difference? You know, everybody else is going off and fighting the war and saving lives. And I've just been over here 
working a job. And, uh, and it's, it's just a really good, uh, feel good story. I agree, but it didn't make my list. <laughs> I love It's a Wonderful Life. So it's a wonderful movie. It's a wonderful movie. I, I try to watch it every Christmas, although I, I don't think I do every Christmas, but most Christmas. I watched Christmases. it one Christmas. You did watch it one Christmas recently. Yeah, you right. saw it for the first time couple, last year. No, right? a couple, couple Christmas, few Christmases ago. That was our first viewing, right? Yeah, but it's a great movie. Nice. All right, my number five, It's a Wonderful Life. All right, my number five is a crossover. It's 12 Angry Men. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We're all angry. We've already established that. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah, such great acting. Uh, So many good character actors. And I really like the uh, bottle stories. Uh, So uh, this is great in that genre. Yep. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while. So I wasn't really sure where to put it on this list. But uh, I remember really liking it like one of my favorite movies i thought at the time so i'll, I'll have to go back in and rewatch this one at some point in my review i mentioned the same thing about how i had that bottle episode feel that i and i mm-hmm. do like that yep so that's my number five 12 angry oh, men we're talking about for a second the 12 angry guys <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> my number five is bicycle thieves this is an italian movie and I absolutely love it. So it's about a fellow who has to uh, have a bicycle to support his family or else he can't do his job. And uh, as the title seems to imply, it does, in fact, get stolen by a bicycle <laughs> thief. And then it goes, you know, the movie is about his attempt to recover his bicycle and all the moral turmoil that he subsequently goes through. This is. Just a fantastic movie, and I can't recommend it highly enough. I haven't seen Bicycle Thief. Thieves. I, I haven't Plural. seen one or two. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen it either. Well, the, the original is Bicycle Thief, and then the sequel is Bicycle Thieves, yeah, and then there's exactly. Bicycle Thief Resurrection. Bicycle, two thieves. Yep. Right. It's kind of like Fast and Furious, I guess. <laughs> I was thinking for like Alien and Aliens. Yeah, that's what I was thinking for. Like stealing a, a car in Fast and Furious. They're always stealing cars, aren't they? You don't know anything about those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. No, I'm so, proud of it. You're number five? Bicycle the, Thieves. The bicycle th- yeah, Bicycle Thieves. I feel All like right. this is the point where we're going to lose Ben, and he's just going to kind of go off on his own. Yes. That is a, that's exactly what I was thinking. He's in his top five now, so yeah. he's like, I'm going to have to put the pretentious one so people think I'm really smart. <laughs> so just be prepared for everything foreign. Yes. Is that true? Is all the rest of your movies foreign? No. Except for one. Yeah. You have four foreign films and one other one. Yeah. I know. Okay, whatever. All right. Number five for me, Melissa, It's a Wonderful Life. Aw, hooray. Nice. Uh, I'll take you back in time, tell you my origin story with this no. movie. <laughs> No! People love this stuff. So uh, my mom was temporarily married to my stepdad. And on the <laughs> That is a wonderful life. Oh. I didn't have... You got a great way of, of wording things. I didn't have a close relationship with him. So on the weekends that she worked, because she worked every other weekend, I would spend most of the time in my room watching TV. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, the Saturday afternoon time slot would have just tons of random old tv shows old movies so one day i came across it's a wonderful life and was blown away by this parallel universe (laughs) that jimmy stewart steps into where does your stepdad come into the uh, story (laughs) well the part of the story was i used to watch a lot of old movies 
in my room alone. And this is one of those times. It's a sad story. Like the whole uh, whole context of that story is more interesting than the actual story. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. After that, I always had this in my mind as like just a great Christmas movie. But surprisingly, I didn't even know you had a stepdad. Oh, really? You did? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, so, um, I didn't again though for probably ten or fifteen years after that first viewing as a ten-year-old, and was kind of surprised by how late in the film they do the mm-hmm. alternate universe. Because yeah. you, you think about this movie and that sort of thing, you think, oh, he goes and sees a life in which he never existed. But guess what? That doesn't happen for a long time. So I was almost disappointed during my second viewing, but subsequently grown to really like this movie. It's my number five. It's A Wonderful Life. How's your stepdad? <laughs> he actually just recently passed away. <laughs> like two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I just went to his funeral. I wanted two or three weeks ago. <laughs> so thanks for having Wow, Ben. <laughs> Melissa. So, Melissa, number four. Number four. My condolences, Matt. Thanks. They weren't very close. I don't know if you heard that part of the story. But it was only a temporary step to so. <laughs> No big deal. <laughs> My number, number four is one that has already been uh, spoiled a little bit. You guys mentioned it would be on my list. Whoops. It's Some Like It Hot. Whoops. So oh, we've yeah. got Jack Lemon and I always forget the other guy's name. Tony Curtis. Uh, yeah. Dressing in drag to uh, escape the mafia. And... They're just so funny. Jack Lemmon is such a funny guy. And uh, watching them compete over who's going to try and win the main girl's affections. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Today, a movie about men dressing up as women probably couldn't be this funny. Land a little differently. Yeah. Wait a second. Mrs. Doubtfire? Booze and Buddies? Bosom buddies? I, I yeah. haven't. You mean not, bosom buddies? Yeah. Oh yeah. Whatever it's called. Yeah, I'm familiar with that one, but <laughs> I haven't seen yeah, either. That was a while ago. Show. I was like, what about Mrs. Doubtfire? You hate Mrs. Doubtfire? That's 25 years. Yeah. Oh. I haven't seen either of those. Okay. I can't think of any others, Ben. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, movies about men dressing as, as women? women? Yeah, that you like. I guess I'll put my vote in for Doubtfire. Ass. He played the fifth. Um, I, this has one of my, I think, favorite scenes in a movie. Is uh, Jack Lemon is about to get on the train uh, with the women's uh, musical group that they're traveling with, the women's band, and some guy, like he's the coordinator of the group or something, keeps them all on schedule or something. Uh, as Jack Lemon bends over to pick up something up. He slaps him on the behind, <laughs> and Lemon stands up, and he's like, fresh. <laughs> and that is just, that's one of my favorite scenes in a movie. Uh, that's Jack Lemon in a nutshell. He's just, he can make any scene really funny. So. Yeah. 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 Jack Lemon's one of my favorite actors. Definitely. This this one wasn't quite a top ten movie, but it is really funny. I don't think, I don't think it's a... Uh, uh, a pre-1960 movie, but one of my other favorite 
funny movies that also has Jack Le- Lemon in it is The Odd Couple. And so I'm just going to put this out. If you guys haven't seen it, go check that one out. Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. I have I have seen that one. I saw that in the theaters, actually. 1990s mm-hmm. movie. Oh, I love that one. Uh, it's that's so Grumpy hilarious. Old Men that you're thinking. Uh, there was one. Oh, yep, you're right. I'm thinking of Grumpy Old Men. Yep. I'm going to back away slowly. Funny. Now go watch the, the Odd Couple. That one's pretty funny. Uh, so, uh, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, for Some Like It Hot, this is one that Ben had told me a while back I should watch. I still have it, but I did just check. It's available right now on Prime Video. So I, I have I have, an, I have an extra copy. I, I have easy it. access to it. Yeah. Oh, you have an extra copy? That's even better. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll check this one out. I'm going to put it on my list. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah, this is a good one. My number four, Some Like It Hot. All right. My number four is Seven Samurai. So oh, yeah. Played that yeah. one close to the vest. Uh, yeah, that one... Uh, I don't know. It was another one that, as I started watching it, I liked it, but didn't think I liked it this much. But uh, just as it went, and uh, thinking about it afterwards, uh, yeah, really great. I don't know that I have too much to add uh, to what you guys said, except um, I I did really like the actors uh, in this one, especially the guy that plays the lead samurai. Uh, I like to the point where I went and looked up what other uh, films he was in to go. Go add those to my watch list. Really uh, enjoyed his performance. So we'll definitely watch this one together at some point, Melissa. When I'm in the mood. <laughs> so that's my number four, Seven Samurai. My number four is Paths of Glory. So Stanley huh. Kubert. We, oh, okay. Here we go. A great movie. It's, uh, What's set, so good about it? Well, everything. It's set during World War One. Your favorite World War? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm partial to two. Okay. But you know they were both pretty good. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it's about it's, it. Kind of goes into a whole courtroom drama after a failed charge. Hmm. Uh, three soldiers are uh, court-martialed, and Kirk Douglas has to defend them. And it it is the first Stanley Kubrick's first masterpiece. He went on to direct, follow this up with Spartacus, which is terrible. And then uh, from then on, didn't make a bad movie the rest of the way. Hmm. How about that? How about that? Uh, I'm right now oh, in yeah. a... Four Paths of no, Glory. No, I want to talk about Paths of Glory. <laughs> I'm right now in a book club in which we're reading a book about World War II called The oh, Rise... This was World War One. The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. And so my daughter, who's four, heard me talking about World War II with our pastor, who was in the book club with me. And... Uh, she was asking me if the good guys won or the bad guys won. So I got to tell her the good guys won World mm-hmm. War II. Then she wanted to tell me, or she wanted me to tell her about World War Three and World War Four. <laughs> I was like, "Don't worry, you'll get to, you'll get <laughs> to live through that yourself." So I, I, <laughs> wow! Don't want to spoil that one. Yeah, don't want to spoil that one for you. So uh, I think it's interesting that she's uh, kind of fascinated with war. <laughs> yeah. so then she asked me about other wars. So I was like, "Well, there's a civil war, revolutionary war." And I was telling her about how the good guys won that. But then I started thinking, well, really, it's, you know, the winners write history. So who's to say who's good and who's bad? I mean, I think, the for winners. example, in the Civil War, you can say <laughs> good guys won. I mean, that's pretty definitive. But let's say World War II, much more ambiguous. <laughs> World War II, that's a real obvious one, too. I should have pointed that out. <laughs> I don't know the Civil War. I, yeah. World War II. So I haven't seen Paths of Glory. Cozers? We have not seen it either. No. But, uh. Sure, we'll get to it at some point, and we'll watch uh, Ben's video review of it when we do. Yeah, I, I did do a video review of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, wait, what happened to that series? Got busy. No. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, just think of all the how you don't spend any time really preparing for most of your episodes, and you can put that time into making video reviews. Yep. I do like your video reviews, Ben. Well, Game of Thrones video reviews are back, everyone. Wow. (laughs) For six more weeks. I'm going to go ahead and move on to number four. Is that cool with you? Yeah. All right. Four paths of glory. (laughs) So for my number four, it is what I would today call my favorite Christmas movie. However, It's a Wonderful Life, and this movie are very interchangeable as my number one spot. But I'm going to have to give it to White Christmas. Wow. You haven't gotten to A Wonderful Life yet. That was my number five. I just talked about it minutes ago. Remember my stepdad? (laughs) (laughs) See, that was... That was my big takeaway from that one. Yeah, White Christmas. White Christmas. Great musical. Uh, you know, locally here, there's a theater we've mentioned on the show before, Kozer, so you may have heard us talk about this. But it's a movie theater that it plays not uh, uh, exclusively, but most often older movies. So every Christmas, uh, a group of my friends from church and I go and see White Christmas at this old theater. It's a fun little tradition. Plus... It's been on Netflix, so my daughters have watched it. I think I don't, you know, I don't think I own this one, which is sort of a surprise. I always have easy ac- access to it around Christmas time. So, White Christmas, favorite Christmas movie today, but like I said, it could be number two at a different time. Just right now, that's where I'm putting it on my list. My number four movie, White Christmas. Ryan, Melissa, have you seen it? Seen it? Yeah, I grew up with this movie. Uh, I think Danny Kay and Bing Crosby are just terrific together uh i will say uh the last time or two that i watched it i was i was uh i kind of noticed that some of the songs seem to be a little bit oh just sort of thrown in there it seems to be the case with a lot of musicals it seems uh they were like okay at this point we need a song and it doesn't matter what it's about uh, so let's just put a song here. So some of the songs don't seem to really serve a purpose, but that's kind of the realm of mo- a lot of musicals. Uh, but that doesn't diminish my enjoyment of this movie at all. Ben, I don't know. Have you seen this? Nope. Any interest? Not really. There's a few movies that just feel boring to me that I haven't seen. So I'm, you know, I know nothing about it, but I just have this one and Holiday Inn marked in my head as boring. So, so have you seen Holiday Inn though? No. See, uh, Holiday Inn is not quite as good, but it's interesting because uh, they film part of Holiday Inn at a similar location, or I think it's the same location as the main set for White Christmas. I'm not saying that my opinion is fair Mm -hmm. because it's based on absolutely nothing. All right. I yeah, think you should check out White Christmas first, and if you like that, then try the lower quality Holiday Inn. It's not. I'm not saying low quality. I'm saying lower than White Christmas. I understand. I'll I'll so, say it's low quality. You don't like Holiday Inn? No, I mean it's White Christmas, but uh, instead of Danny Kaye, it's uh, Gene Kelly, and then there's a, a blackface. So if you're into that, I guess then. You know, Matt is pretty into that. <laughs> uh, I, I would not say that. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, holiday Inn but, covers lots of holidays, not just Christmas, in case you don't know. That's a superficial distinction. Right. So, uh, White Christmas is fine. Just right. fine. Well, that's my number four, so I'm glad you guys think it's fine. Just fine. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. I like it. I think well, it's so a good choice. Take your number three. It's no, nowhere close to my list. <laughs> okay. I don't know that it's top ten, but it's it's top twenty movies from 1960 mm. before 1960. Mm. So good job, Matt. Good job. Thank you. 
All right, my number three is another movie that I grew up watching, and it's an epic, and it's got Charlton Heston, mm. and it's, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy uh, just how how enduring this one has been. It's It's been her, and uh, mm. everybody knows the chariot scene, uh, or should at least. Uh, I was super mad that they thought that they could remake this movie. Uh, I think, what was it, just a few years ago they came out with a remake. And I was so right. mad at that. Yeah. With uh, Freeman. Yeah, enough horses suffered to make the original one. Do we really need the second one? <laughs> well, who cares about the horses? It's just <laughs> the original is so great. There's nothing, nothing wrong with it. And so why would you feel like you need to remake it? I guess that's how you guys feel about Seven, Seven Samurai. I agree completely. I haven't seen Ben-Hur, but I do agree that's how I feel about Seven Samurai. <laughs> George well, this... Lucas kind of remade this for Phantom Menace. That's where the pod racing scene uh, comes. No, no, there's, there's nothing even close to that. No. <laughs> don't, don't you, don't you, uh, no, don't go there. Do you think that's real or are you just making that up? That's what I've heard is that he was inspired by Ben-Hur. I'm gonna look it up right now Makes to see sense. if I'm telling the truth. Well, While Ben's fine. looking it up, I want slave driving the. That's fine the that he was inspired, but to say that they're similar yeah. is an <laughs> affront to well, Ben. Well, they're Hur. going around in circles. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I see it. You know, I haven't watched Phantom Menace in a long time, but I'm getting ready to watch rewatch all the Star Wars movies <laughs> in order before uh, the you rise. Know, it's like of you have Skywalker. all this time to watch movies. Why don't you watch good movies? Yeah, I am watching some great MCU movies, some good <laughs> Star Wars. I mean, I, it doesn't get much better than everything the Disney. Phantom Menace. Everything Disney. Okay, man. so reeling it away from all the bad <laughs> movies and back to a really great classic, one of my favorite movies uh, <laughs> from before 1916, probably from all time, is Ben Hur. Huh. I haven't seen it, and I, I don't know what it. you're talking about with that chariot uh, thing. Oh, you gotta go is, watch this. Do they play? Is this Chariots of Fire? Is that no. where the song no. is? Very... No, no, no. Um, no, but you probably would recognize the the music. Dun dun da 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 dun 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 dun. Yeah, and it's no. got. I mean, it's from back when uh, they put the stunt people through uh, quite a bit more <laughs> than they probably should have, and the animals. And uh, there's like there's uh, a scene in the movie where a guy flips out of his chariot and uh, gets trampled. Uh, I don't think I don't know if he gets trampled or not, but in real life he actually did flip out of the chariot and almost died. And uh, they call that taking one for the team. Yeah, <laughs> we could probably make a lot better movies if we weren't as concerned about human life. <laughs> this is that's, that's a the bad quote for this episode. <laughs> that's probably true. Like I'm not saying that's an okay thing, but it's just it's probably true. I mean, to go back to World War II for a second, <laughs> the Nazis made all sorts of scientific progress. <laughs> I never hear about their scientific discoveries in my Yeah, textbooks. we imported all of their, their scientists after World War yeah. II. Operation Paperclip, they helped get us to the moon. Oh. Yeah. No, oh. I never heard about this. No, we were like, we we are hanging most of these, but keep the scientists, because they knew what's what. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, uh, Brian, what's your number three? <laughs> all right. Uh, my number three is Casablanca. Oh, yeah. oh, so we've all been talking about it. We all love it. I, I yeah. Is that a four-way that? so far? No. Who Matt hasn't gotten it on there? It's not on Matt. Is it on everybody else's list? Thumbs up okay. that it will be on his list soon. Uh, What'd you say, Brian? 
Okay. Oh, so I, I was trying to remember who all's listed been. So it's been on Melissa's and Ben so far. And uh, yeah, uh, I don't I don't think I really have, have anything yet. Just a really, really enjoyable movie, really quotable movie. Um, really like the setting. Uh, very exotic setting in Morocco. So great movie. Plus uh, everything I, like you guys said. Yeah, I agree. Great movie. <laughs> That's my number three, Casablanca. Which uh, I, I never realized that it, that was uh, White House uh, until I was reading uh, Seven Eves, and that's a character's mm-hmm. last name. I think this descended from a a president, so that's when it clicked yeah, for me. That Neil Stevenson, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So there you go. Good. My my number three is a Danish movie called Ordet, which I love. This movie. <laughs> How do you spell uh, that? O-R-D-E-T. So it's kind of hard to describe this movie, but, there, you know, it's it takes place on a Danish farm and there's a family and one of the brothers thinks that he's Jesus, <laughs> and, <laughs> which, you know, it, it pays off. So a good Easter film. It is actually a great Easter <laughs> film. I highly recommend this movie for Easter. Hmm. And that the other one is... Losing his faith, but his, you know, and his wife is, there's, there's drama that's happening with his wife, and then there's a younger brother, and it's just, as you watch all of this develop, it becomes this incredibly profound Easter film Hmm. on resurrection and life, and it's, it's, it's just, it's difficult to describe it without giving things away, um, but all I can say is you have to see this movie, it is, it is phenomenal. Would you say it's a feel-good movie? It is actually a feel-good movie. Well, that one sounds really intriguing, Ben. My list. Yeah, I didn't describe much about it, so the mystery's probably intriguing. What year did it come out? Because there's a couple different ones spelled O-R-D-E-T. Like 40s. 1943? Sounds about Gustav right. Molander? Or 55, Carl Theodore Dreyer? That's the one. Carl Dreyer. <laughs> Got it. Thanks. It's going to be the wrong one. I'm going to watch some weird movie <laughs> called Ordet. <laughs> number three for me was Ordet. Nice. All Sounds right. good. I'll, uh, I'll take the hand off. Number three for me, I already talked about it earlier. I gave it away that it was on my list. My number three, The Great Rear Window by mm. Alfred Hitchcock. My favorite of his films. Uh, that's really high. That's just high. love it. I, I, I feel like, really high. correct me if I'm wrong, I already talked quite a, a bit about this earlier, yeah, you right? Did. You went on it greatly. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, saw it years ago, watched it again recently. Yep. Love it. Yep. All right. Number <laughs> three, <laughs> rear window. All right. My number two is a crossover with Brian and Matt, and it is 12 Angry Men. Hooray. This is right. a brilliant wow. movie. I didn't know you liked it this one. Oh, yeah. I have. I, I have uh, really started to gravitate, like you, Brian, towards the uh, take movies that take place mostly in just one one location, mm-hmm. and because then it becomes all about the people, mm-hmm. and you're not distracted by anything else that's going on. It's all about these real humans that you can sympathize and identify with. And uh, just how it goes from at the very beginning, you're like, well, clearly the guy is guilty. And then the one guy starts talking and you start thinking, well, maybe he's not. And you start seeing the petty uh, petty motives of some of the people. Like one guy just wants to go ahead and 
get a verdict out so that he can get to the game that's on tonight. And, uh, you know, how many of us might not feel that same way sometimes? Okay, let's just get wrap this we, up. And um, so what? Win win. We have DVR. <laughs> win win. True. Or you know, well, it, what if you had like tickets to the theater or something like yeah. that? You know. Um, <laughs> the tickets for Lawrence of Arabia or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> so, so good, miss the birth of birth of your child. <laughs> I was I saw. The worst saw, part is that it wasn't your first time viewing it. It wasn't my first child either. <laughs> Want to go down that road? That's fair. Uh, this is a great choice. I love this movie. I maybe. If I'd seen it more times, it may be higher, but I've only seen it twice and really only once in my adulthood. Well, I think like part of it is just I, I really enjoy it, and I think it's got great rewatchability, but also it's just such a brilliant movie and mm-hmm. so well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think one of the brilliant things about it is that you don't know if the guy truly is innocent or guilty. They never tell you. Uh, it's all... Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I know. For and, the story, yeah. I, exactly, but mm-hmm. but all the same, you can't help but wonder, maybe he was guilty <laughs> and they did go for the wrong verdict or, or whatever. Right. So, I like it for those yeah, reasons. Yeah, so I think what they would say would be, better if there's a doubt, then it's better to not put an innocent man to death. Right. Not to take that chance. So exactly. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. My number two, 12 Angry Men. All right. Um, my number two is Sunset Boulevard. I think that was... Uh, yeah, that was my nine. That was on your list, yep. Uh, so, um, yeah, I uh, I don't remember the actress's name off the top of my head, but that main uh, silent film actress, is, uh, that's one of my favorite performances in any film. Um, I thought she did an amazing job, and... Um, uh, what's his name? William Holden, uh, is great. And, uh, how he's kind of, uh, caught up in this situation and, um, you know, his doomed romance and, uh, just how this, uh, uh, kind of horrible, <laughs> horrible ending for him slowly unfolds. Um, it's, it's a pretty great movie and, uh, it is, it is interesting. Uh, so I, I actually saw Mulholland Drive before this but it definitely is interesting to um to see those as two um two films in conversation with another so anything else to add guys i have not seen this movie i have (laughs) you said it perfectly it's a great movie cool so that is sunset boulevard my number two my number two is seven samurai whoa movie I uh, love all those samurai, all seven of them. Mm-hmm. No, it's not really a this, samurai. Oh, okay. I was about to cry foul because I remembered you have had a seven for your number seven, but that was Different seven seal. Seven. Never mind. It was seven seal. Yeah, I I really gravitate to <laughs> seven. Seven. the number of perfection. Right, right. Uh, no, seven samurai is just fantastic. Uh, Kurosawa's best movie, though I was tempted to also put Rashomon on my list, but mm-hmm. it didn't make. It. But no, I I love Seven Samurai. Can't watch it enough. Well, you probably can. It's pretty long. But, you know. <laughs> anyway, Seven Samurai Two. And my number two, everybody. It's a movie that no one has mentioned yet tonight. Oh, 
So I just want to take probably gonna suck. I just want to take <laughs> either it's really bad minutes. or we all have bad taste. I just real quick want to take five or ten minutes to talk through this movie <laughs> and what makes it so great. Uh, so let me just start by saying the movie title. Should we do that? Yes. Number two for me is Bambi. Singing in the rain. Oh, it's Sing, okay. Singing in the rain. Mm. This may be, and I'll have to think about this a little bit longer, but this may be my favorite musical ever. Hmm. Let me stop here and ask Ben, what's your favorite musical? Uh, Brian, what's your favorite musical? Uh, Fiddler on the Roof. And Melissa? Oh, I'll have to look it up, but Fiddler on the Roof is, is definitely high up there. I've never seen that one. Uh, so, Singing in the Rain, seen it uh, multiple times. Plus, I saw it uh, uh, on the stage in theater format. No, not a movie. Like, people up on stage acting. Wrap it up! That's what I said I want to take five no, or ten no, minutes. We're not taking five. We're like an hour and forty minutes into this thing. We're not taking a, a ten minutes so that you can wax eloquent about singing in the rain. It's so, a fine movie. Everyone enjoys it. Yeah. I think the third act's a little rough, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you like it. Next, my, well, my favorite, my favorite musical. Uh, in fact, you can. We have a musicals episode. It's uh, Scrooge. Mm, okay, I don't think I've seen that one. Mm. Mm. Not well, to be confused with Scrooged. Oh, right. Right, with Bill Murray. Yeah. Which could have been a great movie. My number two, Singing in the Rain. Check it out, everybody. So that's a so that is good songs strung together. But right. is it a great well, movie? Well, a good story. No. So you know so they decided all the songs they they decided all the songs they wanted to put together into a movie, and then they just wrote story points to connect the songs. That's how they wrote the, the script. Hey, if I wanted my list to be critiqued, I would just have been <laughs> alone on the show. I don't, I don't want other people's shows to be treated so, poorly. <laughs> so it's definitely from that that musical genre of the story doesn't matter. It's just all about the songs and the dancing, which oh, is fine. In this case, it's a good movie. Even if, the, even if the story didn't matter, somehow it came through and had a great story. Take that. Everyone hey, listening it, that disagrees. It <laughs> still would be in my top fifteen. So that is still a good one. But yeah, a good I, one. I don't know. Higher. Yeah, I don't know high. that I'd say it's top ten, but it's you know, Gene Kelly, he does he's very it's enjoyable not, to watch in his dancing ability. Got a not great voice. Top ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was singing well, in the rain. Number one. All right. All right. Uh, so do we do we know the number ones? You know my number one. Uh, oh yeah, I do know your number one. You know my number one. Uh, I don't know if we know Matt's or Ben's. Ben knows mine, but don't don't spoil it, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, go ahead, Melissa. All right, so my number one is Gone with the Wind. I think mm. it was what your ten, your nine, Brian. Uh, nine. Yep. Ah, uh, this is a phenomenal movie. I so my origin story on this is <laughs> uh, uh, Brian's sister and mom. You know, they, they talked about it a lot and how they mm-hmm. love this movie. Everything except the end, and so they make up their own ending. And at one point, I went and read the the story on Wikipedia, and I was not interested. I was like, this this looks like some huge drama, and I was not into drama. Um, <laughs> and it is. It, there's a lot of drama that goes on. But uh, this is such great drama it's it's people uh just being real 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 humans and i guess 
one of the things I don't like about most dramas is that people just do stupid things. But in Casablanca, not Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, uh, yes, the people are flawed. They make uh, bad decisions. But you you can still identify with pretty much every character in the movie. And it's terrific acting. The scale of it, it's so epic. Uh, I, I love how long it is. It's I would not change a thing about this. This is one of my all-time favorite movies, and I've only seen it once. But it is absolutely perfect and pristine. And they better not try to <laughs> do a remake of this. Um, I'll be so mad if they do. And I personally like how it ended. Uh, there's a, it does end on a, a, a note of hope. You know, there's, there's always hope. As long as there's life, there's hope. And, uh, there are, uh, definite sad things that happen, but that's part of life too. And it's, uh, it's just, there's so much that you can connect with in this movie. I haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good, Melissa. Okay. That was a good sell, I think. Thank you. My number I'm one. Sure I'll say it's, I, I do want to be clear. I'm sure I'll see this at some point in my life. Everybody right. needs to see this movie. Oh. You're pushing 40, and you're spending a lot of time on superheroes, and, and the, there's only going to be more Marvel movies for you to rewatch. And I just, I kind of feel like you're about five years from the cliff. Of what? <laughs> what does that mean? Just like where all you're doing is watching Fast and Furious marvel and star wars and the rock oh i gotta start my my marvel rewatch so i can make it in time for the next marvel movie (laughs) anything else there (laughs) it's just it's gonna be sad ryan what do you got for number one uh so my number one is uh one that's been on melissa's list and matt's list and it's uh my favorite movie it's a wonderful life uh have oh I didn't know that was your number one. Yep. Yeah, it's my number one. It's uh, not even just pre-1960. It's my favorite movie. And I uh, have seen it a ton of times, watched it just about every year growing up. I still try and do that every year. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Stewart uh, is uh, amazing. Uh, all of the uh, side characters, I, I don't know how uh, how they do such a good job of uh, building up side characters um, that are so interesting, and um, the uh, the anti-American dream kind of storyline is really interesting. Like, there's there's no way they would make this uh, today, right? We were talking, kind of talking about this earlier with a different movie, but if they if they made this story today, it would have to be something like he regretted all of his choices, and then at the end he. Uh, got sent to a parallel universe or got sent back in time to undo those and now he's happier going and living his dreams right that that would that would have to be what they would do nowadays yeah um, it's just really interesting the uh, him uh, continually uh, taking on responsibilities and um, you know putting aside uh, his desires um, so it's very interesting as a um, you know as a father uh, I think uh, has some interesting things to think about there uh acting is is great uh the sci-fi uh part of it is great and um the ending is amazing uh really uh heartfelt um and uh yeah makes me tear up there at the end just great what a great movie yeah you always feel a smile come on your face at that at that ending yeah yeah i love it all right 
So that's my number one. It's a wonderful life. My okay, number okay, one. Okay, everybody, get ready for something foreign that no one has ever seen <laughs> that Ben just thinks is the best thing that there ever was. It is. Uh, the Passion of Joan of Arc, hmm. also by okay. Carl Dwyer. I actually have heard of this. Yeah, because I've talked well, about it. Maybe just Joan of Arc. <laughs> right. But, no, this is a great movie. This is a silent film. Uh, seek out an edition that has the Voices of Light soundtrack on it. it it's just extraordinary. Hmm. A lot of the script is based on the trial transcripts from uh, Joan of Arc's actual trial. Um, one of the great performances in uh, all of film history from the actress who plays Joan, and it's the only role she ever did. Wow. Yeah. Number one, The Passion of Joan of Arc. Wow. Matt. Yes. Casablanca. Number one for me, Casablanca. Uh. I, yeah, I mean, when I look at this list, there's other movies I think I may have over the course of the last few years or even more than that, decades, uh, that maybe I've liked more historically. But I think overall, this is the best film that I've seen prior to 1960. Love it. Lots of fun. Plus, great. We've already talked about it. I was uh, surprised by how well it held up when I watched it just in the last year. And, uh, yeah, I think we've all said a lot about... Uh, I think this is the only one that has been on all four of our lists. Yeah. Right? So if there's anything our listeners should take away, it's that's the movie that you should yeah. go watch. Yep. Well, <laughs> 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 So my number one is Casablanca. Well, just because nice. it's suitable for all tastes is what I mean. Yeah. That's good. Nice. All right. Uh, so we're, we're at over two hours. Let's uh, let's r- wrap it up pretty quickly. Uh, we'll just run through. We don't need to talk about them. But Melissa, you want to list any honorable mentions? Did you have any? Yeah. So uh, the one that just missed my number 11 was All About Eve. Oh, that's my number movie. 11 too. Ah, yeah. Uh, Stalag 17. That's my number 12. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, Pride and Prejudice Boo. with Greer Garson and Laurence Olivier. It's the one I grew up with, so I still love it. Bless its heart. It's not accurate, but I still love it. Uh, the Cameraman with uh, Buster mm. Keaton. That is a good one. Uh, I like him better than, like, Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin is really funny, but uh, between him and Keaton, I like Keaton better. Mm. Uh, Dial M for Murder, The Buccaneer, because it's got Yul Brynner and Charlton Heston. Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Brothers Karamazov, mm. African Queen. Yep. Harvey is another I, Jimmy Stewart that one. one that's really great. And that's about it for my, my honorable mentions. Matt, were, were you saying something? I was just going to... No, I was not. Well, kind of. I no, thought, I thought no, she was... No, stop bogarting the episode. We're over two hours. All right, I'll just say I've, I pretty much mentioned my honorable mentions on the list already, which would be Metropolis and what other one did I mention? I've, I think I have said other ones, right? What's my 11 and 12? Oh, Citizen Kane. So, yeah, I'll stop there. Ben? I didn't do any honorable mentions. I didn't know we were supposed to. You it's okay. To. I mean, it's we don't have to... We're not going to judge you for not preparing. Yeah, I, I had... Oh. Uh, no, we, didn't, we didn't ask for it. I'm gonna prepare I, know, even well, if I, get <laughs> I thought I'd turn it back on uh, him since he was yeah. saying that earlier about yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, I had 11 honorable mentions. The only one that didn't already get mentioned by someone was Duck Soup, uh, my favorite Marx Brothers movie. All right. So uh, let's see. Let's uh, head to the wrap up. Uh, Listeners, uh, write in your feedback to tto at coser.us is our email address. 
our website, tto.coser.us slash 109. We'll take you to the show notes for this. You can leave a comment. Uh, you can see all our lists. Uh, you guys going to make letterbox lists uh, for this or or uh, at least send me the list that I can put on our, our webpage. I took notes. Oh, I've got nice. a letterbox list I can send you. Awesome. Sounds like Melissa took notes, so I am off. The hook. <laughs> <laughs> all but right. we usually have a hard time getting the lists from our listeners, so oh. I just figured I'd I'd take the initiative. That, that was great thinking. Uh, so yeah, we'll put those on our uh, in our show notes. Uh, definitely go fo- follow us on Letterboxd, and um, I think that's it. Any any uh, wrap up thoughts, guys? Is this your longest episode you've ever had? Uh, no, we had a three-hour board game episode. Oh, okay. Oh my so, goodness! And do yeah. you? Were uh, I prepared my least favorite movie? Yeah, that, that's that's for after the credits. Oh, never mind. Just <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah. There's nothing more to say pre-credits. Awesome. Well, thanks guys so much for yeah for coming on. We've been talking about it for years, uh, and we've been planning it for months. I think this so. is one of our more fun episodes. It was well, such I a pleasure having so. you. It was a lot of fun. So it was a, a pleasure having me on. I'm sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'm really sorry about my co-host. Nice. Well, let's not wait three years uh, to do it again. We'll we'll have to we'll do something else with you guys. All right. So um, then, uh, for all of us, I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Ben. I'm Matt Anderson. And you've been Bye. listening to Ten to One. And we're signing off. We're back. No, no, you're not back. You say that at the beginning of the episode. Oh, I'm sorry. You've been saying that a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> Especially you know, at the ends so. of the episodes. I'm very tired by the time we get to the end of our, our nights of recording. And That's so fair. Matt Matt doesn't ever correct me. So I just go with what feels right. Yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll keep track of how many times you do it when I get there with my re-listen project. All right, so uh, we like to do our least favorite when we do a a favorites list. So uh, let's go in reverse order, and we'll do least favorite. So Matt, what's your least favorite pre-1960 movie? Well, before I tell you the name of that movie, I just need to talk for a few minutes about... <laughs> Good God. Good God. Wrap it up. I'm just joking. I do want to just give a slight preface. No. Just Uh-oh. let me hear No. I have, like I mentioned at the very beginning of our episode, I haven't seen a ton of movies prior to 1960. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my worst lists were old Disney movies I actually don't like that much. Yeah. And the worst Disney movie yeah. prior to 1960 is Bambi. Huh. So, so I give Bambi my the spot of least favorite movie prior to 1960. I hate Disney. Ben, okay. you know kind of surprised there were no Disney movies. On a, obviously not on Ben's list, but... You know, if I would have put... I'll, I'll tell you the two best movies. For, no, uh, yeah. we're done with <laughs> the, the two best Disney movies. Pre, uh, pre-1960 are uh, Snow White and the we Seven Dwarves. We still have to talk about yeah, the Star Wars trailer. Snow White, <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. And Sleeping Beauty. Two great ones, really. It's good. Ben? Uh, I, I hate the 1940s Phantom of the Opera. Huh. Just crap. <laughs> nice. Uh, my least favorite by far is Brigadoon. It's a musical with with nothing. doesn't have good songs. It doesn't have good story. 
Sounds like something Matt would enjoy. You know, I've seen this movie, Brian, and I agree. This is not a good movie. Yeah. There's no good dancing. There's nothing. Nothing. It's got good dancing and nice songs. There's one decent song. But it is a pretty boring movie. But it's not the worst. Um, I am blanking. Uh, I don't have an extensive list of all the movies I've ever watched. And I know that I've got some... That I really don't like. Um, How about if you think of it, we can put it in the show notes later. Sure. Uh, I guess just off the top of my head, I don't. I don't like Dumbo, and I've never liked Snow White. Uh, oh, Rope! You didn't like Rope. Oh uh, yeah, Rope was. I mean, that was still kind of a two and a half, three star movie though. I really, I really don't like uh, Snow White though. Monkey Business with Cary Grant and Marilyn Monroe. Oh, we didn't even finish that. We didn't that. finish it. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of older movies ones. I just don't like. They're just bad. All right. Well, I think that'll do well, it. Well, congratulations, everyone, on having yeah. us on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, uh, Brian and Melissa. I want to thank you for having us on, and also thank you for really everything that you guys done to us or done for us. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> done to us. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if listen, if your listeners know this, but uh, Brian, uh, you and your brother were instrumental in helping us with our new website design. Plus you have the awesome SFC.blue. So I'm very thankful for they Brian. They support us on Patreon? Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm thankful for Brian and Melissa Kozer, everybody. So uh, guys, thanks for your friendship and thanks for having us on. But Are we off the episode at this point? It's still recording. Oh, okay. You're not a sci-fi Christian. We keep everything. Okay. So every moment you've been talking to us will be an episode. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to, uh, I mean, whether it stays on our episode or not, uh, I did want to say, uh, Ben, I really appreciated the the Wheel of Time episode that you did recently. Uh, and I, I've been meaning well, to write an Matt, email. Wasn't Matt on that one, too? Yeah. Well, Matt too but but ben did most of the talking because he was introducing matt to the series this is is what it's like to be on sci-fi christian ben this is why you only have this is why you only have another year in you oh well no it was it was uh it's good that you don't know it and 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 uh one of the things i liked about it is that uh, so when you guys first said that you were going to do a wheel of time series i was like Really excited that you were going to do it, but bracing myself that you were probably going to hate on it. But that's okay, because I still just wanted you guys to talk about it anyway, because I like the series. Uh, well, you know, but I felt work. I felt that you were very fair in your assessment, Ben. And you didn't uh, just go all grumpy Ben on it. And I, I really appreciated <laughs> that. You, uh, you mentioned the things about it that are really, really crappy, such as no good female characters... Uh, but you also mentioned how, yes, while initially he does copy uh, Tolkien, then he kind of creates his own world and stuff. And I just felt that you did a really honest, fair assessment of it. And I really appreciated that. Well, I agree. I did do an honest, <laughs> fair assessment. Well said. Well said. And there's your feedback episode for the year. There you go. Wow, thank you. Perfect. All right. All right. I'll let you guys go. Thank you again. That's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben DiBono. Oh, we are the Sapphic Christians signing off. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, Thanks. Soldiers. Thank you. Bye. All right. We're going to have a few clips here at the very, very end. Uh, so uh, we're going to thank our babysitter, and then we're going to uh, put a clip after that of uh, Ben and Matt from 
three years ago when we started a podcast, inviting themselves onto the podcast. Uh, so uh, stick around for those. So uh, before we do that, uh, we want to thank uh, Tim, Melissa's brother, Tim, who what what uh, podcast were you on last time, Tim? That's right, Disney songs. From our Disney songs episode, uh, graciously babysitted for that uh, marathon recording session, and uh, we just asked him to come on so we can say thank you, and he's going to share uh, his favorite movie, pre-1960. Hit it with us, Tim. Hit us with it, Tim. The movie Charl- from uh, Charlton Heston, the Ben-Hur movie, mm-hmm. and... That one has just been an iconic one with the amount of detail that they went in mm. and the amount of work and all the awesome acting. And they've got quite a few uh, renowned actors from that time period. And uh, I guess maybe I could give another shout out to an old one sure. that I would say is probably one of my favorites, and that would be Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, yeah. So that one's got a lot of iconic actors, including Alec Guinness. But those... Those two, primarily Ben-Hur, would be my favorites from that time period. All right. Yeah, Lawrence of Arabia was not on anybody's list because it's just a little bit after. I want to say it's like 62. Yeah, 1962. So it didn't quite qualify for this list. Otherwise, you definitely would have seen it on some lists. And Ben-Hur did make it on to, or it did, it did get mentioned, possibly on someone's list. But I'll let you listen to the episode yourself. No spoilers for me. You can find out who it landed with or, or where it landed. So, thanks again, Tim. You're very welcome. All right, and now let's go to that old sci-fi Christian clip. Melissa and her husband... uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, this should have been top news of the day. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty good. So, Brian and Melissa have... They just started a podcast. Well, it looks like there's multiple episodes, though, so... Well, I think they just... I, I, I think that they... Maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed to me like they'd recorded some and then kind of announced it. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. so uh, Brian and Melissa Koser. Is okay, I mean, it's okay we say their names if we're promoting their podcast. Right, because if you listen to their podcast, you're going to hear their yeah. names. They have a podcast called the 10 to 1 Podcast. Right. Uh, which I just listened to my first episode because I saw that we were featured on it. Right. Uh, so, uh, no spoilers, but... Well, tiny spoiler. They had... So, on this podcast, they... Well, just, the, the gimmick in their podcast is that they are always, they're doing top 10 lists of different topics. Right, anything could yeah. be top ten movies, top ten songs, top ten colors, top ten. I don't, podcasts. They haven't actually done that one. I don't want to make them sound lame. Top ten podcasts, and we won't tell you what number we land at, but the Sci-Fi Christian is—it's a high number in the top ten. We're in the top two. We're what? in the top one. I mean, no, no. just listen to the just episode. Listen to it's the great. episode. Just listen. Uh, you know, we're really good at doing countdowns. We haven't been this year. I would like to be a guest. I, I, you just posted this "Take Me to the Reader" show. I, I invited myself on that show to talk about two thousand one. Yeah, uh, Brian and Melissa, let let me know. And if no, Matt wants to, uh, oh, I, I'm just inviting myself. Yeah. I didn't want to be rude on your behalf. Oh, no, you can invite me. Okay, let us know what you would like us to count down. Yeah, we'll be. We want to be ten to one guests. We'll be guest hosts. Exactly. So, do they have a website? At, yeah. I think it's ttzo. Coser. K-O-S-E-R dot U-S. Yeah, let's check it out right now. And I that know that because right. it took me forever. I was... I, I, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but it took me a long time to figure out what TTO meant. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it means 10 to 1. 
All right. So episode one was top 10 lamest superheroes. Episode two, top 10 musicals. Episode three, top 10 podcasts. Episode four, top 10 villains. And their last and most recent episode, uh, episode five, top 10 Bible stories that make us laugh. This is a pretty good podcast. Yeah. I'm into it. So yeah, it was I'll good. be honest. I've only listened to ours, but I'm going to check out some of those other ones, too. Right. So uh, when I say ours, I mean the one that we appear on. <laughs> right. Well, we haven't appeared on any yet. Well, in name only. Right. Uh, so maybe episode six could be top 10 guest hosts. Number one, Ben and Matt. That's right. We'll see. So yeah, feel free to let us know about that, guys. Hey, Ryan. Hey, guys. How's it going? Are you ready for the so. best top 10 of 2019? I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Done. What? No, I'm saying for his show. Oh, for, well, yeah. 10 to 1. Best. I, my favorite one on his show was the one where we came in at first place. Yeah, well, that was like episode 2 or something. No, yeah. not really. What episode number was that? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, that's when we four. appeared on their road trip episode. There's that one too. Uh, yeah, three was so we did podcast. So that was That's pretty wow, close, I guess. Too 2016, crazy. Uh, I think there's a pattern. We like the episodes the best that feature us prominently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Those are my favorite uh, sci-fi Christian episodes. Exactly. <laughs> so. Hey right, guys, how you doing? Good. How are you? Doing fine. We've uh, we're finally making this happen. It looks like. I know. Can you believe it? We've been talking about it since November or December. Yeah. Well, at we least. were we were just listening back to the episode where you guys first mentioned us on your podcast, and we got the sci-fi oh, Christian yeah. bump. You, and oh. you guys invited yourselves on uh, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. For for this topic or just a topic? No, no, no. It was just a topic at that point. Okay. I'm surprised it's taken that long, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Uh, we didn't, uh, so we haven't done any Skype podcasts until this year. We, we've done one or two. I think that was know, part so. of it. Brian wanted to experiment with other guests before we got to the <laughs> meat and potatoes, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, I appreciate you doing that because we do want this to be superior to when you've had other people on. <laughs> if you guys do, you should do an end of the year award show just so we can win. <laughs> right. Guest of the be, year. Well, I mean, guest singular of the year. Well, then that'd think, be Ben, probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <I think that's laughs> All right, and you can look forward to uh, our episodes we're doing this week will be okay. a review of the Star Wars trailer. <laughs> it I looks so thought. bad. It's so, so bad. So we're going to have an episode about that. And then uh, and we, are, we were going to do an Earth Day episode today, but we're going to put it off for one week. And we're, so next week, okay. you get a spoiler on this, but we're going to be uh, covering the flat Earth theory. I'm glad we decided to put it off because I didn't prepare anything. Okay. Yeah. So. I really want you to prepare because nice. we've got some good stuff. Are, I'm you, gonna, guys, I'm good no. are you guys ever going to do an episode on whether or not we went to the moon? <laughs> oh, oh well, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, okay. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, we we realized when we moved to Alabama that it's not a settled question. So, well, no. In some people's so, minds, is a free tip. I love that idea. That's crazy that people think we went to the moon. I might fast track that. If moon we episode. went to the moon, the astronauts would have gotten killed by the lizard people. <laughs> right. oh, the actually, I think the best argument, maybe oh. this is too much ahead of time, but the best argument yeah. is 
if we did go to the moon, how come we've never went back? Oh, we, we actually did go six times. So yeah, we were going to say we went yeah, back after, quite a few times. How come we never went back a seventh time? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a hard hitting question. Uh, my favorite. Yeah, uh, so that's that's something you look forward to <laughs> on that future. Why'd you episode. only do it six times? Yeah, six. It's a little bit suspicious. Such an even six, round number. Six. Oh, number. wow. Right. Interesting. Yeah, Ben, have you heard? Uh, so I've heard it said that uh, obviously the theory is that uh, Stanley Kubrick uh, recorded. Yeah. Actually, maybe you're the one that told this joke, Ben, that uh, uh, he was such a perfectionist that they made them film on location. That is, I have told that joke. Yeah. Okay, so never mind. It's not an accurate joke because, he, like, for Full Metal Jacket, he recreated Vietnam in England, so he would have recreated the moon in England, so he didn't have to fly anywhere. Gotcha. Um, well, but no, it, there's quite a conspiracy because in The Shining, uh, Danny Torrance is wearing an Apollo 11 sweatshirt mm. in certain scenes. <laughs> it was already conspiracy theory nice. before then. And, Let's do this episode. Yeah. Nice. All okay. Right. All right, well, we'll look forward to that one.